welcome to the weekly wrap-up, where we will be talking all about this game week of the English Premier League, from goals to blunders, to marginal offsides, to handballs that should be given to why Arsenal still have Xhaka, and more than likely got on a few tangents in between. All opinions on this podcast are strictly that, opinions, and we are in no way experts of the game of football, just three unruly fans talking utter garbage, so sit back and enjoy. Welcome everyone to the 3-0 podcast. This is the weekly wrap-up for match day 31, including the Europa League and Champions League quarterfinal games. I am joined today by Chelsea fan Matt. Hello. And I'm also joined by the Arsenal fan Chuck. How are you? Yeah, hello there. I'm, I'm all right. How are you doing, Ethan? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. It's not been too bad of a week for the three of us, is it really? I think it's football no, pretty been... decent weeks football-wise. Pretty yeah. happy. Yeah. Um, so... Well. I think if we start off with the, well, I mean, Chuck, we can probably start off you, with you, two you are ha- Yeah, you two are happier than I am, but it's not been awful. Mm. If we yeah. start off with the um, Europa League uh, games um, and sort of going on to Chuck's point of him not being as happy as the rest of us, uh, Arsenal won, Slavia Prague won. Chuck, how was the game for you? <laughs> Did you see it? Did you watch it? Uh, I watched the extended highlights and it was just a... We just couldn't finish. Lacazette like was one on one with the goalkeeper and smacked it into the into the crossbar. Harder to miss the shot than to actually do what he did. Mm, yeah. yeah, and yeah, I felt like Partey might have been having a, a bad game. He made some weird passes. Mm. Yeah, I'm guessing it's, it's difficult for Partey, isn't it? It's, it's been a very weird season for him, isn't it? Like he, he had he got he joined, got COVID, then he's been injured, he's been in and out of the team, and he's forced to play next to Granit Xhaka, which is which is even worse for him. So yeah, it is, and I I. I we still don't have a commanding present in the box at set pieces. No. Like, we yeah. shouldn't have conceded that goal. That was ridiculous. I mean, mm. it's quite apt of Nicola Pepe to go and get a goal and an assist in a game. Unfortunately, the assist was off of his, uh, off of his uh, was it leg for the... Um... I think it was thigh, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it came off his thigh. It's, it sat perfectly for a little diving header. And Leno, instead of parrying it outwards, decided to parry it into the roof of his net. Mm. I mean, the shot was literally about four feet. Like, oh, so that like, doesn't matter. He's, he's an incredible goalkeeper and needs to do that. Because well, like mm-hmm. now they've got a save just so... beforehand as well. That was really oh, good. You could save that game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, to be fair to so, him, he, he, he yeah. did well. Yeah. But, you know, it's typical Arsenal, isn't it? Of that you give away the away goal in the in the 93rd minute. <laughs> when plus four I, minutes. <laughs> I think that's the worst part of it. I think mm. the fact that we gave it away so late is. And we scored so late as well. Yeah, I think you, you just really lacked that cutting edge, didn't you? Like, it's just every chance you got in, it was just either hitting the post or it was hitting the keeper, both Saka Blazing was, it. Yeah. <laughs> Saka had quite a few chances. Lacazette, I don't understand how he's a professional striker with his lack of finishing ability. Um, uh, but I keep on saying that. this, and I've said this yeah. so many times. Like, I don't understand how he's a striker. Like, because he then he accidentally does scores games almost. like against Sheffield United at the weekend and scores a brace. Yeah. Well, okay, the difference I could tell from from him on how he played or in the Europa League compared to he played well against Sheffield United. We'll get onto that obviously later mm-hmm. on. But the only difference I could see is that uh, he only used his side foot against Sheffield United. That's the only thing he did. He literally just passed it into the net every time. Man, that's so, all you need to do with Arsenal. You just pass into well, back in that. Yeah, I mean, they were decent finishes to be fair because he, he did well to keep power on it and keep it low. But like the other times, like every other shot, apart from that one that hit the crossbar, which to be fair to him, even though he had a... He should have really scored that. It was a lot to do. He had a lot to do. Oh, really. um, hardly. He could, he could have just gone past the keeper. He could have done a little chip. Albania yeah. would have dinked it. 
Yeah, I mean, you can tell his side foot technique is much better than his laces technique, which, I mean, he yeah. just wipes at the ball every time. So, you know. I mean, apart from that, yeah, I mean, I, I looked at the stats and it seemed that Arsenal, you mentioned, were really struggling with the set pieces. Like, every time that, you know, Slavia had a set piece, it seemed that they were like, you know, they, they could have scored quite a few of those and it seemed your, your defences weren't, weren't very good at dealing yeah, with I, it. I definitely feel like Arteta's still, still trying to find his centre-back partnership after pretty much the entire season. And it's... <laughs> it was this game was it holding and um it was holding gabriel which is uh, the partnership that i thought would go really really far and i, maybe I think they the just haven't played thing was that um also the hector bellerin is your captain in that game as well yeah he has been the, around a while but it's, it's, it's a very interesting choice i'm guessing the problem you've got is you've got no leader so who's captaincy too but give, give it to big old you know big on give it to big on shouts at players like troy to get the fuck up and stop diving maybe I think you should give it to Leno. He seems to he seems the most leadery <laughs> type person on the pitch, to be honest. Just because he's German doesn't make him a leader, Matt. No, I'm not saying that at all. I just mean that he's actually your most consistent performer out of all mm. of that team. He's probably your best player. Ah, no, no, no. Xhaka's um, our most consistent performer because he's consistently well, okay. shit. <laughs> I mean, consistently Premier League level. That's what I mean. I, mean, like, I think cool. Arsenal fans want uh, Tierney, don't they? They want Tierney to be the captain because he, you know... He's too injury prone, though, isn't he? He's a passion merchant mm. and he, he's one of those players who gets a lot of passion, but, yeah. you know... Anyway, on to the other Europa League game. Um, I was ha- happy with the result, I think, in this game, rather than I was the performance. It was uh, Granada nil, Man United 2. Um, oh, I didn't see this. <laughs> no, I didn't either, but yeah. I, I heard you ranting about it and said that you thought the Granada team had paid the referee. Genuinely, I oh, it's I saw one, of the, that. It's one yeah. of the worst refereeing decisions I've ever seen in my life. Like, fair enough, Bruno shouldn't have won a penalty. The penalty was very, very soft. It got Similar to the McTominay one, he got poked in the eye. Um, and went down. And... Oh, so it's okay to be a foul when it happens against United. So when it happens for United, I when it happens I, against I United. Said that, I, I, I don't think it was a penalty. Sure. No. Sure. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> like, but I mean, in fairness to, to Bruno, he did have one of his eyes poked and still scored the penalty. The keeper fucked it up, but he still scored the penalty. Yeah, you, don't, you don't need but, depth. Wait, was this on penalty. the attempt that was the penalty then? The foul just before the penalty? Was that yeah, the part yeah, with the yeah. eye? Yeah, 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 yeah. So he got right. caught in the eye. Where it was like, it was. I, I thought it was soft. But, but what exactly know. happened then? Basically, um, it was in the box. And I think it was uh, Iteki, is I think it's Matilda in it for Granada. He yeah. just swung his hand out to sort of again sort of push his man off, a bit like McTominay did. The only, the only right. difference I'd say is that Iteki was looking at Bruno when he did it, whereas McTominay wasn't like Son was even his peripheral vision when he did it. Right. So that's the only major difference between the two. It hit Bruno in the eye. He went down obviously like a sack of shit, like Bruno does quite often. Yeah. Well, you, um, you can't really flail your arms at head height though. That's not really what you should mm. do. If you're protecting the ball, generally speaking, yeah. it's well, shoulder and below. Bruno, Bruno so, didn't, didn't, didn't even have the ball. It was a cross from wide that came in where Bruno was in the yeah. box and the player just did it. Obviously, trying yeah, to, yeah. I'm guessing he was trying to push Bruno out of the way in the box. Like, Bruno didn't even, wasn't yeah. even near the ball. I, but, I, yeah. I think when a defender wants to defend the ball, instead of just throwing fingers in hand, they need to you know clench fists and go with forearm yeah. into well, I mean, chest. But if, they, if you they, hit the neck or mm. above, it's a foul. Or just make sure you're pushing it. your hand down. If you're like, pushing down yeah. to the chest. Mm. But... Yeah. Straight but, to the I mean, stomach. I mean, the actual stat I want to say, which really fucked me off, was like about half of our team are fucking suspended for the next game due to this shit referee. So um, in the game, United committed 12 fouls in that game, uh, of which five of which received yellow cards. So we've got five yellow cards or 12 fouls. Granada had 14 fouls and only got two yellow cards the entire fucking game. And literally, wow. the, it, it was a story of like, for example, like a United player would trip a Granada player on an attack and get a yellow. And then at, w- at one point, one of the Granada midfielders literally had hold of Greenwood. I think it was like Greenwood or Rashford by the chest and was dragging, like literally holding onto him like this. And the referee didn't, didn't give a yellow. 
And I'm like, mm. how can you literally rugby tackle a player to the ground and then not be given as a yellow card? Yeah. Like, there was no genuine attempt for the ball whatsoever. And mm. it was one of those games where I was just like, it, it, it really annoyed me. And I was really, I was really up, like, fucked off from most of the game. But <laughs> you're luckily, upset we came that you won 2 0. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm upset. Like, honestly, that's, that's a classic winner's mentality. Yeah. I'm upset yeah. we didn't yeah. win better. Mm. Well, that sounds like Mourinho. Yeah. <laughs> the, the good point to the game, uh, Lindelof turned into prime Tony Cruz in the game. His long pass he played to Rashford for Rashford's goal was insane. Like, he was literally just just outside of his own box, paid a ping to Rashford for like across the entire pitch. Mm. And and in fairness to Rashford, he's playing with one arm and one leg, and he still managed to have a brilliant touch and a finish. Yeah. The, the, the goal was so quick after the um, goal kick had been restarted that um, watching the game, BT hadn't actually finished playing the replays when he scored. Oh. So literally the replay ended mm. and Rashford was celebrating. And oh, I was that's like, funny. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's then, funny. I had that again like, once with Europa League before. Yeah. So, yeah. So like they were showing the replay of like, I think it was a Granada chance which had been saved or like, you know, mm. gone out for a goal kick. And then by the time the replay had finished, yeah, Rashford had scored. And I went, what? Mm. Literally, I, I was <laughs> sat with my girlfriend yeah. watching yeah. it and my girlfriend was like, Is that they scored? I went, I think so. <laughs> and I had to wait for it to come yeah. back. But um, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a good result for United. We've got two away goals. Um, we're going to go to um, Old Trafford and we'll likely win or get like a 1-0 or 2-0 or something out like of that. Well, if you've got loads of players um, suspended as well, you've, you've, you've more than likely got the squad yeah. there for Europa League. I'm fairly you, certain like... it's... I know McTomney, Maguire and I think Luke Shaw all picked up... Um, enough yellows for them to be suspended for the next game right, so, so Tellez is fine losing well, fine. well he's got they've got Tellez he's alright he's not he's not amazing amazing but he's alright isn't he so he's, yeah. he's, he's a, a good... better attacking fullback the, than he is a defending fullback the, the main issue we've got is losing Maguire because as much as he's nah, a, not, a, not a, an issue pure, they might not rate him but in terms of his presence in the box for Granada a very physical team he's a good organiser mm. he's a good leader mm. Um, I think yeah. it'll be a lot of a it'll be a big loss because he plays every game for United but I reckon it'll probably be Lindelof and maybe Twanzebe because I don't think Bai's fit Mm. Um, yeah. and I'm comfortable enough with Twanzebe um, in a one-off game mm. in fairness yeah. you probably prefer him to be suspended now rather than later on in the competition yeah, because obviously yeah, if, yeah. He's, if he's on that number that he just needs mm. one yellow card and then he's suspended you don't want that I to think be the semi-finals or something it's one of those things yeah. where when it was 1-0 and we had all three players out the next game I was a bit more concerned but now we've got a 2-0 win going into but I'm like okay this is yeah, it's, it's yeah. not too bad in the end but yeah, yeah the referees mm. are shit but we won the game anyway um, <laughs> moving on to the um, well on from the Europa League now um We've Shall we just uh, quickly say what the scores were for the other two games in Europa League? Uh, yes, we can. Team, me... Teams may not care. People may not care, but, you know. Let me quickly get them up. Because I yeah, so it was... Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll quickly say them if you want. Go on, Chuck. You, I'll, I'll let you say them. Ajax 1, Roma 2. Dynamo Zagreb 0, Villarreal 1. Cool. Didn't watch either. <laughs> no, I've did got I. a feeling that, yeah, mm. United are going to end up playing Roma in the next round because I think that's who our draws that's, against. It's going to be Arsenal versus United in the final and Arsenal aren't going to turn up again and I'm going to be sad. This is, this is making, this, this is, you know, actually assuming that Arsenal are going to beat um, Slavia Prague in the next yeah, round as well. Yeah. Mm. Arsenal could Arsenal. Moving up. on. Moving on to the <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, moving on to the Champions League now. Uh, we'll start off with the uh, games from Tuesday. Uh, the first game that I watched anyway was the uh, City Dortmund game. Yeah. Did you guys mm. see this game? Yeah, yeah see, I, I watched both of them at the same time. So I, I have got BT Sport app. So I've, yeah. I had Liverpool game on main and the City game on, and I uh, interchanged and I couldn't the, decide what was more interesting. Liverpool. Yeah. yeah. The first thing yeah. I'd say, um, just for Liverpool's sake, is they can go fuck themselves. They cost me 100 quid in a bet. Um, <laughs> yeah, Liverpool, I'd, not you. <laughs> yeah. I stuck a bet. Um, I stuck a tenner on um, Madrid and Liverpool, sorry, uh, City and Liverpool to win both teams to score. Um, mm. And I, I even predicted the correct result for City and I'll group chat and then Liverpool had the audacity to fucking 
lose three one to Madrid. Yeah. In fairness, Madrid um, did play very well. Like they did, they did. You know. But we'll, we'll we'll get on to that one in a minute. We'll start off with the City game. Um, to, uh, Pep did his usual. Um, let's not start a striker and see what happens. Mm. Um, yeah. obviously it worked out for them. Uh, mm-hmm. What did you guys think of the um the game? I felt yeah yeah I felt City played really well had high possession. I, my uh, friend, my Man City uh, supporter friend Joel said throughout like the first ninety minutes of the game, oh Phil Foden can't finish, he's useless. Why can't he score? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he gets the goal in the ninetieth minute, and it's like, oh my god, Phil Foden's the best <laughs> best finisher in the world. Like, in fairness, if he didn't finish that chance, even though it was it was flashed at him quite quickly, he still had to at least get that on target. Like you know, it was a uh, I think it was a oh, very close was... quarter. A shot, wasn't it? Like, or oh, sorry, yeah. yeah, a shot from the pass that he received. So, so yeah, there was a challenge involving the goalkeeper and one of the Dortmund players, wasn't there? Where, it was oh yeah, Bellingham basically scored, Bellingham, and it wasn't yeah. a foul. But there were, yeah, oh, basically, what what happened is was, was that Edison took too long on the ball. Bellingham nicked it off him, and then was going to score. And the referee blew the whistle for a foul before Bellingham put the ball in the back of the net. So mm. it meant that the goal that he scored couldn't go to a VAR check because the referee always blown the whistle because VAR rules are stupid. And then like, I see Jude Bellingham was literally like, what the fuck has just gone on? Like, yeah. yeah. And basically, Edison did the on the board. And then Bellingham a gets a yellow card for it when it wasn't yeah. a foul at all. It was, it's, it's absolutely insane. I, th- I think Bellingham, Bellingham and Holland were, alongside Royce, were actually Dortmund's best players in the game. I thought Bellingham was really, really good. I mean, for a 17 year old playing in a Champions League quarter final to be one of the stand up players in the game was. Yeah, that is just ridiculous. That's, that's Mbappe level, isn't it? Like, it, if it you, literally if you, is. Mm. So, and I then, mean, then, I know he's a midfielder, so obviously he might not be scoring the goals or whatever that, that Mbappe would, but it, it, that's like quality level with that with that much talent. If he's, like you say, definitely. playing 17 years old, able to play and be one of the best performers in a quarterfinal for Champions League, that's, you know, <laughs> you can't get much higher was, than that. There was quite a funny moment later on as well um, in the game where Erling Holland um, threw on goal, basically completely bitched Ruben Diaz. Yeah, uh, Diaz yeah, yeah. next to him and Harland mm. went fuck off and just shot to the floor. <laughs> I mean, Harland yeah. is like six foot seven and built out of stone, isn't he? Yeah, like he is like a literally a Viking god. Um, yeah, but yeah. Diaz is quite a solid centre half, and I wasn't expecting him to be shoved to the floor quite as easy as he was. But mm. yeah, well, how tall, how tall is Diaz? Is he six two? Diaz six is three? like six one, six two. I think he's not yeah, huge. Whereas Harland's six four, so he six does have four, a reasonable yeah. height difference already on him. To be fair, and yeah. and when you go and he had momentum with him, but yeah. No. It was funny to watch, I think. Just, yeah, just oh yeah, it was definitely just, very yeah. funny. Just, just seeing his face as well as he was looking like, as he knew he was falling over, it's like, shit. Yeah, like, <laughs> unfortunately, Harlan couldn't, um, couldn't finish past Edison. But, um... No, Edison did have a good game apart from that fuck up that he yeah, got away yeah, with, to be fair. He, didn't he? he made quite a few good saves. I think so. De Bruyne was excellent as well. Like, kept, like yeah. De Bruyne ran that game mm. pretty much. Like, um, I remember one point when he got the ball when he had a shot which went off target, but he basically got like mm. shoved by like three Dortmund players. Yeah. And was like, yeah, no, yeah. fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I'm going to shoot. Mm. Um, and then I think, I think yeah Rodri definitely deserved fucking yellow card do you see his little dive he did in the box where um, Chan flicked his leg out and it brushed his oh, um, thigh yeah, and, and he, he went down his holding his face like I, yeah. I don't see yellow cards for diving anymore I no, don't I think see it's them that's the first one I've the, seen this season VAR so. overturned it and Rodri because Rodri, Rodri didn't get a card for it um, and VAR overturned the penalty which was mm. given but didn't give Rodri a yellow card and I went how I went, like the bloke yeah. literally mm. held his face after a boot brushed his knee. It's probably because there like, was contact, so you can't really... Oh, it, I mean... It's like, a little white line, isn't there? Of just... Again, my friend Joel was all up in arms about that being a penalty, about how oh. that was a penalty. There's contact, he's hurt him. This Rodri's is the one a fucking six-foot-two CDM who like, should be a shit-out. 
flicks like, his leg backwards. Rodri's played under Diego Simeone. If Diego Simeone saw him fall to the floor like that, Simeone would run onto the pitch and two foot him himself. Like, <laughs> Break his career. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think it should have been a yellow. Um, I thought in general, though, Emre Chan um, was quite poor. Oh, he was um, awful, wasn't he? He, he, yeah, he had an he absolute awful. nightmare of a game. Like he, he mm. gave away the ball, which almost led to one of the, uh, which, sorry, which led to one of the city goals. Mm. Um, him losing possession, him losing possession, and then De Bruyne got the ball, played it through to Foden, who then made Mares pretty much have to do every job in the world to try and get the ball back. Oh, yeah, he, I, I thought yeah. that was that that ball had gone. To be fair, but he did well, really yeah. well to keep it in, didn't he? So, and then De Bruyne just came back and he went, just smacked it top in. Mm. Um, yeah. Mm. Um, Stop fucking up. Stop playing with your food and put it yeah, in the back exactly, of your Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and in fair play to Holland later on as he got a really good assist for Voice's goal, a little um, round yeah. the corner pass, mm. which went through and Voice finished that really emphatically. Um, but yeah, Dortmund would be definitely be disappointed that they didn't come out with at least a draw because I think given the balance of the game, as much as City dominated the ball, I think Dortmund were actually really dangerous on the counter-attack when they did get the ball and came back at them. Mm. Yeah. Um. And especially with the Bellingham chance, which should have been a goal, I think Dortmund would be a bit unlucky. But they have got the away goal, so you know there's still mm. there's still a chance for them. Yeah, they've um, got a very good chance of going through, especially if City yeah. like. I mean, with their form that they've just been in, um, mm. and they've obviously got us at the weekend uh, this weekend coming. I think it is. Isn't it? I think the City are going to off the league. To be that, honest. Yeah, like, but that'll be that'll be mm. after the. If, the, the if you look at their, game. we'll get onto it later. But we'll, we'll discuss this, the City lineup in the league, and I think their their league lineups just pretty much shown that they don't care about the league anymore then they know they've won it and they're just focused yeah. on the champions league well, yeah it makes sense though so yeah, yeah definitely you know, no complaints <laughs> um but yeah so that, that's the city game and then the game which i um hate liverpool for but also loved watching liverpool lose was um real madrid three liverpool one uh do you guys see that game what are your thoughts i on did it? liverpool couldn't defend they had no defensive ability whatsoever yeah I did notice during the game one of the points i took away from it was the fact that no one seemed to give a shit about pressing tony cruz like you've got one of the world's best passes in Madrid's team, and now I went, let's try and close him down. So like every time Cruz had the ball, he was like, okay, long ball, yeah, lovely, but no defense, and another one, and another one. And <laughs> that that sounds just... so obvious to do though. Yeah. He's probably yeah. uh, Klopp probably just said not to do that and do other things. Probably, like yeah, but... the, the, there's no way that Klopp has said or that's gone past their tactical analysis. There, there must be some other thing that they've said to do, which obviously didn't work out quite so well. But I mean, there's no way not to close him down. You, you've got to. I don't care what Klopp's thinking he's doing against someone like that, but Tony Cruz is one of the... I'd argue he's maybe top two best passers in world football. Yeah. You can't let a bloke who can play them sort of passes, especially when you've got a little back line, which everyone knows they've got a problem playing a high line because they've got no pace in that back line apart from Robertson. Like Without Van Dijk in that, and Gomez in that team, like Kabak and Phillips are just the slowest defenders ever I and mean, Trent shit defended defensively as well. Yeah, Vinicius Jr. Um, had him all day long, didn't they? Like Arnold yeah. could not... Not Vinicius and Mendy, the left back from um, Madrid as well, like literally every chance they got, they were just turning Trent inside out to the point mm. where one of Cruz's long balls caused um, Trent to basically assist one of Madrid's goals. Did you see the um, his lovely little back header? Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah, he flicked it back for Asensio, who then had to go and put it in the back of the net. And um, yeah, it, it was not a good game from Liverpool's standpoint. Um, I'd argue they, they even got lucky with the goal that they scored because Jota's shot took a massive deflection, which landed in Salah's feet and Salah put it away. But yeah, it wasn't wasn't a good result I mean, for Liverpool. All, and... all they need to do is win two 0 at Anfield and they're through. They they do, but that's you know Madrid are actually pretty decent. They won the, the, the speaking of Madrid, they actually won the Clasico on the weekend and outclassed Barcelona for the game. Only finished two one, but they outclassed Barca. So I, I sent Matt a little meme about Thibaut Courtois' face as as Messi took a free kick. Yeah, yeah, something completely <laughs> unrelated. Quite but yeah, scared. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah turning into Kepa oh. as well. Yeah. <laughs> Not completely yeah. unrelated. They're talking about mm. El Clasico. Yeah, yeah. I like the saying, yeah. I, I think Madrid, honestly, are going to win the return. Like, I think Liverpool just haven't got the quality this season to do it. I think that their defence is too shoddy. Mm. Like, yeah. They're really and again, suffering without Van Dijk, aren't they? I mean, yeah. everyone knew that would be the case, but they're showing it now, aren't they, really? Not to the... Well, I mean... It's not the fact they lost Van Dyke. They've got no Van Dyke. They've got no Henderson. They've got no God Gomez or Joel Matip. Mm. Um, and as much as you know, Liverpool fans not like Nat Phillips' ability to head a ball. He's not a Champions League quality defender at all. And I'd argue neither is Kabak. As much as Kabak's got like you know potential, the bloke had won one game all season. Mm, yeah. um, and you know, is he's won a few more at Liverpool, but yeah, they were poor. And without a decent defence, I think that Madrid front line of Benzema, uh, Asensio, and you know, Vinicius can have another field day, aren't they? Yeah, to be fair to Kabak, he was only, he was born in the year 2000, so I mean, he's, he's not even a 90s baby. He's 21 years old. Yeah, but I think, you know, he, he, he's got potential, but... God, I feel old. Let's not no, go down this road. Let's I not go feel... down this road. We've yeah, I know, down exactly, this road exactly. <laughs> anyway, um, the final game that we'd go into in depth detail on, um, I'm guessing Matt was pretty happy about this result. This was a Porto nil, Chelsea 2. What yeah. do you think, Matt? Did you watch the game? Yeah, yeah, of course I watched the game. Uh, I mean, we started fairly slowly, to be honest, like Chelsea did, because um, we they had two ch- Porto had two chances where Mendy had to make a save at the start of the game, and then we kind of realised that oh shit, we're playing Champions League, and like, we kind of yeah. switched on. And then after that, it was kind of end to end, but Porto couldn't finish, and we just outclassed I'd, them. Like I'd like to point out um, Otavio, the uh, Porto player who almost mm. scored from a corner. Which Mendy yeah. luckily clawed out of his well, own net. As you cause... say that, Mendy, that was a great save for Mendy because then. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, but it's, it, it's not often you see a like a winger or someone try and score from a. Um, yeah, you know. something something mm. you try on FIFA, really, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, not even anyway, that. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. But no, yeah, I mean, Kovacic, Mendy, and Mount were best players that game. Uh, Mount, oh, just yeah, the goal he scored. Oh, it's just a, the first touch as well. The the, the pass from Kovacic. Oh, I, I think it was Kovacic or Jorginho. I think the keeper could be doing um, better though. I think. I think. Oh yeah. What uh, what I will give is is Porto's keeper was generally quite poor. I'd say generally on the night, like his 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 um. He, he could have arguably done better with Mount's goal. Um, he parried. Um, there's one later on which he parried. I think was it with Chilwell's goal. Where he parried out to someone and they, they almost scored from it. Like I think he parried it quite poorly. It wasn't Chilwell's goal because Chilwell ran it around him. So. It, 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 um, there was another. There's another chance where he parried out and Chelsea almost scored from it. I think possibly. But I mean, uh, Havertz missed. Oh yeah, yeah, Havertz. So um, yeah. Rudiger shot from outside the box. Yeah, that's like, the one I thought about. Yeah, um, and it, it rolled to uh, Werner who passed it across, and Havertz yeah. shot and missed like an open goal. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, but you it got was offside Torres. anyway. So Torres. <laughs> well, we do that game because Chilwell ran it around the goalkeeper. It was exactly like Torres did. So he, he put yeah. it. No, no, I don't. I don't the left hand side and went success. over around the right and passed it into the net. So um, it was beautiful. It, it, it was really, really freaky to see that type of goal again. <laughs> it, it was um, both Champions Mason League. Mounts and Ben Chilwell's first goal in the Champions League for Chelsea, it isn't was. it? Or first goal in yeah. Champions League mm. ever. Yeah. I mean, so. Porto looked dangerous from set pieces. So I will give mm. them that when they had set pieces, they did almost score from quite a few of them. So it's probably something mm. Chelsea to worth thinking about in the next game, is it? Yeah, I mean, I, it's yeah. obviously not over yet. I don't. I do think we're capable of fucking it up. So. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, as long as because because obviously we've got quite a few fixtures we're still in that we're going to be mm. concentrating on. Like we still need to win all of our league games. We still ideally want to win the FA Cup, um, mm. and then obviously try and get as far as we can in the Champions League. So I mean we've got everything to play for still. So uh, I, I'm just worried that one of those games Tuchel's going to rotate the squad too much or or play this the the one or two one or two players too much, and either yeah. them get tired or 
other players be rusty. I mean, it's going to be really hard to get it right, the squad selection, for the next couple I, of weeks for I, Chelsea. I, are you confident that you're going to go through into, into the semis after a 2-0 away win? I'm, I'm mildly confident. I mean, obviously, we're at Stamford Bridge, but that doesn't really make any difference in today's COVID times. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think I think we should be okay. It just depends that I, we have to have Stamford Kante. Bridge? I thought you were playing in the, in the same stadium twice. Oh, you might be all right, actually. Yeah, I, th- I, I think mean, Chelsea even though we got two in quotes away goals, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, but yeah, so we got two in quotes away goals. But um, but no, yeah, you know, one right, one, yeah. one one early goal from Porto in the start of that game can immediately change how that game's going to go, mm. isn't it? Like, yeah. Porto score in the first thirty minutes or something, you know. Mm. Especially if we start the way we did last high. time, yeah. Like, then that's a high possibility that that could happen. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, obviously we've got more quality than Porto. I think. I mean, Porto gave it a really good go. So I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if they do score the next leg. It just means that we need to keep it tight and maybe score one. And then if we score one or two, then we're through. I think. Definitely, mm. definitely. But good result nonetheless for uh, Chelsea. Um, the final game, which we're not going to go into too much depth on, was just the PSG Bayern game. Oh, what a game! Uh, it, what was a, game. it was an absolutely amazing game. Uh, PSG came out three two winners in the end. Um, I want to give a shout out to Manuel Neuer in this game because as much as he made a mistake from Bappe's first goal, the bloke was absolutely imperious for the rest of the game. Like mm. that... one on one save from Bappe, as yeah, well. that was mad. Even though it was offside, yeah, like, that shows the mentality of a world class player, doesn't it? If, if you're mm. going to make a mistake like that in a Champions League quarter final mm. and then spend the rest of the game pretty much saving your team, yeah, and the um... mistake you're talking about is when Bappe hit it almost right at him and he tried to handle yeah, it, yeah, and it just yeah, just kind of went through his body and behind him and into yeah, the goal, yeah. yeah, so. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. seeing those. Just like straight down the throat, out the arse. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Mm. But um, yeah, generally, I think oh, I watched the game. Bayern just, they just, they, they can't keep this high line in the next game. If they keep this high line, they're going to get absolutely destroyed because with the pace of players like Neymar and Mbappe and Di Maria and like the mm. likes of those players, they're going to get in behind so quickly. So Bayern mm. need to learn how to maybe just drop back and 10, 15 yards at certain points. Mm. Um, yeah. And just give us a bit more of a chance. Um, it did feel although... much like the battle of the, the attacks, didn't it? Though, because I mean, I yeah. mean, there were shots going from everywhere. Like, <laughs> I, mean, it, I mean, it was it, almost it was like actually, Arsenal yeah. and um, who was the other team? I forget in Europe. League, but there was actually France, getting yeah. shots on target. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it reminded me very much of actually the Champions League final of last season. To be fair, because that Champions League final game of last season, which Bayern came out winners in, I'd say PSG were the better team in that game. Mm, it's yeah. just they they, they, they lack that finishing edge. Whereas this season, you know. Mbappe was absolutely ruthless and was not missing. Like he, he, mm. much as he, like Neuer made quite a few good saves, Mbappe did manage to go and score his score his brace. And um, you know. Navas made so many saves as well. I think I think he got like what, 14, 15 saves or something ridiculous like that. like that. Yeah, yeah. And then um, mental. Also, as I keep mentioning, Eric Maxim Supermoting has the best agent in world football because he's just scored in the Champions League quarterfinal for Bayern <laughs> Munich after yeah. playing for PSG last season. It doesn't yeah. make sense. The bloke's gone in mm. four years for playing from Stoke, like playing at Stoke. To mm. fucking PSG and then Bayern. Mm. Yeah. Like, I, I want to hire that guy as my agent. So, mm. Munich had 31 shots with 12 on target. Mm. Mm. That just shows, like, it, it, yeah, pretty much like 10 saves then almost, isn't it? At that, that yeah. point, for Navas, yeah. which is insane in the Champions League quarterfinal. Um, Bayern did dominate the game. It just seemed like, like we said, like 60% possession, so 61% possession, fine. Um, it's just, you, you could tell that they're missing Lewandowski, that, that, that cutting edge up top, and um, that mix of the fact that they're playing a high line against. PSG and then and Mbappe more than anyone. Or oh, imagine if Lewandowski had 31 shots at Navas. Probably oh, 30, yeah. 30 nil probably to be fair. <laughs> yeah, point. Yeah. He might yeah. he might have missed one, but he doesn't miss many. Mm. But um, mm. yeah, it, it would be an interesting tie. I, I don't think any of these games uh, are, are done yet. I think Bayern have definitely got a chance. Porto have a slight chance. I think Chelsea 
and Madrid have probably got the easier second leg ties, but yeah, I, I mean, we, we, did a, we did agree that Chelsea had the easiest tie out of the four, didn't yeah. we? Yeah, I mean, it's about time <laughs> to be oh, honest. Yeah. I mean, it's been a long time since we've had an easy tie, especially in the Champions League. So, I mean, so, yeah. at least Man City finally have a difficult game. It's taken them yeah. about 15 years for them to get a difficult Champions League yeah. quarterfinal tie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's but, that's why, because Man City have been taking all of these fixtures up until exactly. the quarterfinals and then still fucking it up somehow. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, there's nah, this Leon time Martin, they just yeah, paid but... the ref. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But I do want to mention that um, uh, the other goal Mbappe scored, like mm-hmm. the way he fake shotted, but then in the same motion, then had another shot. Yeah. Mental and, and oh, it's just top. top oh, like, class, like I think, Alexi Sanchez did. In that one game. Possibly. In that one game, what? How many years ago? I think he narrowing did, it down I've, I've, to like yeah. 150 Norwich, games where he, he, he took. He did a fake shot and then did another shot which chipped the goalkeeper. Okay. No, it's nothing like that because okay. what Mbappe did was he he went. He, he took the ball I don't know how many touches he had beforehand but he took the ball and he fake shotted as if he was going to shoot to the bottom right hand side of the goal mm. and then as his foot came down he then lifted his back foot up again and then shot near post and the goalkeeper just stood there he had no idea where the ball was yeah. until it was in the back of the net and the defender was like oh crap well, I can't really do anything about that but it's weird because he just did it in such a nice technique and just so quickly as well it was just Oh, it's just beautiful, beautiful goal. There you go. That will wrap up the Champions League and Europa League fixtures. I think it's an appropriate time to have a break now, guys. Yep. Um, so come back to us after this ad break and we'll get on to the Premier League games. Bye-bye. Do you love listening to podcasts but hate ads getting in the way? Why not consider subscribing to our Patreon at patreon.com slash the 3-0podcast or follow us on buymeacoffee.com slash the 3-0podcast. These will get you access to an ad-free version of the pod as well as early access. Hello guys, Connor here from the Bundle YouTube channel. We are not only a podcast, but a source of your entertainment too. Here's a quick insight of when one of our members thought that the moon was actually bigger than the earth. Roxby being like, yeah, it's mad. Like, that is, that's bigger than the earth, isn't it? Oh, me, me and George just... Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> that time when we remember Gordon Ramsay screaming and made one of his chefs into an actual idiot sandwich. <laughs> Idiots. An idiot violation on that. <laughs> and lastly, when in school, we go back and touch on the most memorable moments. I need to get to my lesson, whatever. You're on the wrong side, doesn't oh, matter. No. And he goes, you, know, you yeah, get there and you go, oh no, you gotta go all the way around. Turn around, turn around. You can find us all on The Bundle on YouTube or find us on Instagram, which is at the underscore bundle underscore, Twitter at the bundle underscore underscore, Facebook, which is The Bundle Podcast, and finally TikTok at The Bundle underscore. Are you or your company looking for someone to help get your name out? To get your product known to as many people as possible, then why not get in contact with us, the Free Nil Podcast, through our email, freenilpodcast at gmail.com, and you can have your ad in this part of our podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to the 3-0 podcast. Thank you for listening to that 
ad break. We've just covered off the Champions League and Europa League games. And we're now going in to the Premier League games of match day 31. But everyone's all excited now. Back to the domestic football. Um, the first game of the weekend was actually on Friday night. That was Fulham versus Wolves. And this game finished 1-0 to Wolves. Do you guys see the game? What are your thoughts, guys? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Loftus-Cheek had a bit of an unlucky game, didn't he, I think? Yeah, I think it just shows, like, like we mentioned before on the podcast, Fulham really lack that cutting edge up top, don't they? And I think mm. that's what's really cost them. I think it's cost them staying up because I don't think they're staying up now. I think there's a six-point gap between them and Newcastle. And Newcastle have got a game in hand, so mm. I think yeah. their their Premier League ambitions have gone. But yeah, they they need to learn how to finish. Mm. I think yeah. Wolves were very lucky with this win. I said that they're lucky, but they're also unlucky. Um, that Daniel Pedence offside, which was was William Jose's first goal for Wolves. Um, oh, is this the one the where he wasn't offside? It's the one where I think. About an inch of his shirt was offside, and because of the t-shirt ball mm. and handball now, that it's not a handball. Like it, you can score with bit your shirt that's like here. Mm. So I yeah. think like this part of his shirt, like literally, I'm, if you, you guys can't, obviously can't um, see what we're doing on camera right now, but I'm literally saying a short sleeve shirt, about an inch of it was in an offside position, and that is mm. what decided the offside. Apparently, of course, shit. Yeah. It was I, not I... offside. <laughs> the camera was wrong. The AR was wrong. That was an mm. awful exactly. decision. One of two. One of two awful decisions by VAR this weekend. Exactly. I, I, I did. I did look at it, and at first, I can say, Ethan, you posted it in the group chat, and yeah. I thought that his foot was offside. But when I looked back at it, another uh, later on, when I looked at the yeah. highlights of this game, I was like, was, wait, his it, foot, it, his foot yeah. isn't offside. It was. <laughs> it was just an optical illusion. There. Yeah, yeah, what it was, it was an optical illusion because it? It, it looked like uh, one of the players' arms. I think it was a separate defender. Yeah. Um, was mm. actually the other player's foot. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, those of you that have watched it might actually have realised that, but um, but no, yeah, it was it was quite funny when I realised that later. But yeah, but yeah. I mean, I mean, Adam Traore absolutely whacking one into the top near post bin as well. I mean, it's only taken him what one year and games. four months since his last um, Premier League goal. Forty-eight games. Mm. Yeah, he should I, be better. He should do I, better. I really don't get the hype around. I, I, I guess there's less hype now that Wolves have been shit this season, but I don't get the hype around mm. him. He seems more of an Olympic sprinter than he is a footballer. Yeah. Like, he's just strong, isn't he? He's just really he's strong, strongly, really quick. He's really he's strong, greasy. really quick. He's, mm. And greasy. Don't forget he's greasy. Mm. Yeah. Okay, he's very greasy as well. Apparently, mm. he also doesn't do any weight exercises. All of his muscle is due to calisthenics, which I don't believe. Yeah. Oh, I think um, we mentioned but, that before, which is absolute bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Like the, yeah. The bloke's definitely on steroids, but... Mm. Yeah, he's he, he, one goal in a year and four months for an allegedly, player. Allegedly on steroids, Ethan. Mm. Okay, sorry. He's allegedly on steroids. I don't want, to, I don't want Wolves to come after us. But yeah, <laughs> one, one goal in a year and four months, especially when Wolves mm. have really been struggling this season for goals. You've got to expect more from a player like that, haven't you? Mm. Yeah. He yeah. just, he just, he, he lacks that, I don't want to say finesse, but I think it is that sort of like, you know, that, that, that cutting edge of front of goal, that, that, that little bit of quality that you the need. The final ball. He completely really lacks the yeah. final ball. He has not got mm. an assist or a goal in 48 games. Yeah. I think, I, I think this season in, in the Premier League, he's got one goal and two assists. And that's mm. um, and that, that one goal was today, which yeah. for a winger is absolutely terrible. <laughs> like, that's the terrible yeah. return. I mean, even Pepe's got more goals than that. Yeah, there's there's fullbacks in the league with better with better goals and assist ratios than that. Mm, yeah, yeah, but I mean, so. even the, the goal that he scored as well, it was actually more of a, in my opinion, it was more of a mistake from the goalkeeper as well because he left his near post way too exposed from that yeah. angle. I mean, you almost guarantee the keeper, that they're going to go for a shot. It, it was absolutely post. fucking hammered in. It was. Like, like, put no, like, like you know, he didn't wait. He absolutely whacked that as no, hard as he could. But if his positioning was just that little bit better, he would. Yeah. He 
I mean, it's so much closer to him, that shot would have been. And then he would have parried it out for a corner or something. That's because of the, the, shot, the sheer force of the strike. Um, yeah. In my opinion, I think that's more of a goalkeeper error. Even though it was a reasonable strike, don't get me wrong, I think that's more of a yeah. goalkeeper error than a, a good shot, if you get me. Yeah, and then Fulham are just, they're, they're gone. I think I think Fulham, West Brom and, um, well, Sheffield United are already down, I think, but I think they're all done now. Mm, yeah. I think, we'll get onto it later, but I think Newcastle and Brighton are just going to survive. Mm. Yeah, well, um, I, I, I saw a stat as well for Fulham. They have the worst shot conversion in the Premier League at 6.4%, which is yeah, definitely. awful. <laughs> so it, it's the annoying thing is because Fulham plays such good football until they get to the box and then they just mm. as I told you before like apart from Mitrovic who's not very good in the Prem he's good in the Championship he's not very good in the Prem they've got no one who can really score goals like like I told you they've got so many nine and a half players like you know mm. yeah, Lukman yeah. Madger Dekodoha Reed even Loftus-Cheek to that point players who mm. aren't number nines but also aren't like number tens they're sort of that middle mm. player who can play in a multitude of positions and they just need someone who can actually finish, who can suit their style of play. Because as much as Midrich can finish, he doesn't suit the, you know, the possession orientated, like, you know, fast, free flowing mm. football that Scott Parker likes to play. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Hopefully, like I said, hopefully Fulham can go up, go down, re- re- recover, come back next season and bring in an actual proper striker who can suit their play. Yeah. I would, I would have thought they'd, they'd be able to do that. Yeah, so. definitely. Um, Moving on to the next game, um, I think Chuck, one of your um, one of your friends or family, would be very very happy with this game. Yes, um, my dad, my dad, the Leeds yeah. fan. Yes, uh, the, the game ended up finishing two one to Leeds versus Manchester City. Um, what were your dad's thoughts about? I'm assuming that he's uh, going to be listening to the podcast. I, 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 he's absolutely... I think he's still dancing. Is he still dancing? Yeah. If you're going up to the podcast, like on his phone or whatever he's listening on, and you're going yeah. dancing up to the phone and then pressing play on it and then dancing back. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 that's that's the one. Like, like he's just he's just been doing the macarena <laughs> around the house. He is very. <laughs> if any team was going to beat Manchester City, we all wanted it to be Leeds, didn't we? Um, I mean, uh, I, I mean, not advanced, not not as much. But no, yeah. But, okay. yeah. <laughs> obviously, we all want to be back. But another team, a yeah. team that we don't support, we we all want to see Leeds winning. And I'm I'm really happy to see them beat Man City, a man down as well. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. D- was there any like dis- dispute on that red card? I don't think there was. No, um, there wasn't. No dispute at all. <laughs> Remind me what happened again. Um, basically, I think it was a loose ball, which Cooper won the tackle, but his uh, boot was up and about, about knee height on oh, know, yeah, the follow Sterling or someone. Yeah. Do, do you remember what Thiago Silva yeah, did for his yeah. red card? For his yeah, that, that the same as that, but it wasn't a, um, yeah, 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 that yeah, one. But, yeah. yeah, but he yeah, actually what... made contact with his studs on this, this occasion, whereas Yeah, Thiago he did, that's why it was a red, not a yellow. So... Um, but yeah, it, it was definitely red. I, I, I don't know if it's. I think, like you know, Liam Cooper was trying to do the old example of a wonderful ref, which works to a point, yeah. but doesn't really work when you also nearly break someone's kneecap at the same time. It would have worked 15 years ago. But yeah, it went into the now. side, didn't it? it? Went into the side of uh, Jesus's knee. Yeah, it was lucky that it didn't actually Sterling. result in an injury. Yeah. But mm. was it Sterling's yeah. knee? Yeah, it was Sterling. Yeah, I think it was Sterling. Yeah, but um. I mean, fair play to Leeds. They were the better team in the game. City were... <laughs> I was about to go and say... <laughs> two shots even. What? <laughs> two yeah, shots but... and 28% possession. Yeah, but in fairness to City, every t- well, the, the two times Leeds got in, they were pretty much... City's entire back line was just an absolute mess. Mm. Well, it's funny you say yeah. that because it was Ake's first game for City since Boxing Day, which is mad. I yeah. think in the Premier League, you I'm not tell. sure if that's all competitions, but still. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, he, I mean, he was all right going forward, but... Defensive-wise, he was he wasn't both, too great, was he? Both goals I thought were quite poor from City's part of conceding. Like the first goal, well, Dallas got both of them, but Dallas's first goal, Fernandinho, who was tracking Dallas, let him go. 
Mm. And then as much as a good finish from Dallas, obviously, if you don't track your, you don't track midfielders well into the box, mm. it's yeah. never a good sign. Well, and then yeah, they, gonna... that was the, that was the goal yeah. as well, where Dallas was the only Leeds player making a run, and they had yeah. three players back. Um, there's three players, three City players, mm. all around him that could mark him, yeah. could have tracked him, and they all just decided to leave him. And oh, exactly, I find that shocking. <laughs> I mean, in, in fairness to City, I would say in fairness they still lost, but you know. They had no Carl Walker, no even Diaz. Rodri wasn't playing. Foden wasn't playing. Morris wasn't playing. Gundogan wasn't playing. And De Bruyne wasn't playing. And mm. they still scored. And they still thought they had a pretty decent 11, which is really annoying. <laughs> they still <laughs> ended up losing this game. Yeah. Um, mm. It's also really annoying for my fantasy team because I have both De Bruyne and Gundogan in there. And neither mm. of them, well, Gundogan came on late and De Bruyne didn't even play. Mm. Yeah, didn't you captain so, De Bruyne? I think you did. He, I did captain him, but luckily yeah. my vice captain um, was, well, I say luckily Fernandez, but you know. He didn't yeah, do much. But yeah. Let's Leeds Bielsa just decide, you know, we'll sit in our penalty box and we'll catch them on the counter, and that's it worked so well for them. Yeah, fair play to Leeds, I'll give them as well as they they defended very, very, very well. Like, well, I mean, they did play a line of six and seven. They did play a line of six and seven, the majority of the game. (laughs) So, if it it works, it works. Yeah, it it was it was it was weird though because I've never seen a team do that before, not in the Premier League anyway. As in, literally have six people back or seven people back that all have a chance of being the last man on that offside line. Uh, I've, I've never seen that before, but I mean, they I almost mean, played I, like two in midfield and then one attacker, didn't they? And then just a rest back. <laughs> I thought that quite a lot um, under Jose Mourinho at United, which made me want to kill myself. When when, when yeah. Marcus Rashford has played as a left wing back half the games that he played for United. <laughs> uh, yeah, but he didn't join yeah. the offside line though, did he? So Well, no, not quite. He was, he was more of tracking a fullback, but yeah. 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 But yeah. I mean, as I said to you guys early off call, only only 11 points between us and City now and there's a game in hand for United. The, the title challenge is still on. <laughs> uh, it's not over till it's mathematically over. Yeah. Which is, yeah. you know, probably not. Uh, only, only, if, only, if Pep, yeah, yeah. only if Pep out-peps himself. Mm. If Pep pips oh. himself to the post. I, I don't think it's going to happen, but imagine the scenes if it does. <laughs> imagine the absolute scenes if fucking Ollie. Wins a fucking Premier League title from You'd City. You'd be unhappy because you want Oli gone. Oh, if Oli if Oli wins this, the bloke can fucking get a lifetime contract, and I'll be like his personal sex slave, like genuinely. Like, <laughs> like, like, like uh, I'd bring him up, boy. Bring him up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let him know Ethan's prepared. Uh, He's lubed up. I'll, I'll lube up and get that get up to Old Trafford. But um, yeah, City were poor, but um, you know, that's just they rotated most of their team. Um, and they're focusing on the Champions League. Court, uh, quarterfinal second leg aren't they against Dortmund which is understandable yeah really um moving on from this game uh the next game Liverpool 2 Aston Villa 1 what did you guys think about this game I felt Liverpool were lucky and I generally feel Aston Villa had the best chance of winning that game I agree mostly to be honest I thought um Martinez had a very hot and cold game at certain points I thought he could have definitely done better with uh, Robertson's shot which he parried into um the path of I it? see that Joss- too often Joss- these days where goalkeepers just parry it into the path of oncoming striker. You've got to push it around the yeah. post. You've got to push it out of play. But then on, on, on the flip side of that, um, unfortunately, when Trent did score, well, fortunately for Liverpool fans, but unfortunately for Martinez, when Trent scored, he did make an absolutely amazing point-blank save before the ball went back out for Trent to score yeah. again. So. Yeah, yeah. I, know, I think Martinez it's... had a very strong game, to be honest. Like the, what you just said, Chuck, about him parrying it back into play and stuff. I mean, the save that he did beforehand was actually a, a top-class save. So I don't think I think you're being very harsh on him that he parried it towards another player. Chuck, like, Chuck's I, just fucked off that he's that he, that he didn't stay at Arsenal and they've they, they got <laughs> Yeah, we, we, now. I, I, oh, oh, so yeah, Matt, that, Matt, Matt Ryan. That, that was that, that was a good mm. save. 
Mm. I, I'm watching the highlights <laughs> as we speak. That that was a yeah. That was a. Mm. Oh, he could have. Thing thing is, if if you don't nah, get enough on say. it, it's going to go through him. That's the thing. Yeah. So there was so much pace on that well, shot. He, he could he could he could have done a little little with it with his wrist and push it up over the crossbar. Probably would have been around goal. Um, yeah. yeah <laughs> I have a little bit annoyed. I can understand why Arsenal sold him. We got a much bigger profit margin out of selling him. They would have sold Leno, but I like Martinez. He's great with his feet. He makes me hard. Mm. <laughs> okay. Mm. Um, Trent what, getting what, a ninety-first minute goal. I like how everyone was making out like this is like Trent's redemption. Like he wasn't just ripped apart by a 20 odd Brazilian fucking four days beforehand. Mm. I mean, he did have a good game though, didn't he? He did play well this game. Yeah. So, I but, mean, even defensively, you know, he was pretty solid. Um, he, he wasn't so. facing Jack Grealish either though, to be fair. Which no, would, that's may true. have made it a bit more of a difficult game if you had Grealish out there. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I, I think if Grealish is in this game, they probably would have won the game, to be honest. Um, mm. The way Liverpool's defence is out at the moment. Like yeah. that would have caused so much panic in the Liverpool defence. <laughs> I mean, if Arsenal would have actually attacked yeah. Liverpool's defence, we might have actually gotten something out of the game. Even the goal that Liverpool conceded, you, I found it funny how, how, how important Fabinho is, this Liverpool defence. Because as soon as he's bypassed, their back line just drops like a fucking stone. Mm. Like you see, as soon as Fabinho's gone, they just dropping and dropping and dropping, and they gave Watkins the opportunity to get in. Like Kabak mm. and Phillips, neither of them wanted to go towards the ball, which then gave Watkins a chance. It was a good, really good finish from him, from to be fair. Mm. Um, um, I, I do think got, Allison should have done better though with the shot because he did get a hand yeah. to it. Um, he probably should be keeping that out, shouldn't he? Yeah, I yeah. am also one of the ones who, who subscribes to the notion that if you get a hand to it, not. Maybe not if you get a finger, if you, if you get like most of your hand, so it should be keeping mm. it out. Like, yeah, you know. well, he got the lower part of his hand, didn't yeah. he? So, yeah. um, I can't have limp, so. girly wrists to yeah, be a goalkeeper. So. I have got to have um, a strong, firm grasp. A few more points from the game. Uh, I well, at least one more that I've got from the game. Um, Tyrone Mings was very, very, very lucky early on. Um, oh, terrible first touch on that. Yeah, yeah, very, very mm. bad first touch, almost let Liverpool mm. in to score. Mm. Um, I don't get the hype around Tyrone Mings, but he's still going to get an England squad somehow. I think Ezri Konz is twice the centre back that he is. But mm. and yeah. in fairness, I think most Villa fans would agree with me that Ezri Konz is a better centre back than Tyrone Mings. But you know, Tyrone Mings is mm. left footed, which apparently means that he's twice the player that he should be. Mm. <laughs> we just, don't yeah. have many left footed Englishmen. Yeah, it doesn't mean we should. Yeah, the English are predominantly right footed and right handed. Unless you're I left mean, back. <laughs> Tyrone Mings' career highlight is getting elbowed by Zlatan after treading on his legs so, or treading on his head sorry so that's my opinion on Tyrone Mings um, and also Trezeguet later on oh, I really want that shot to go in do you, do you remember the, the, the outside of the foot shot he hit on the volley which cannoned back off the inside of the post and came back out again in this game oh yeah that was... he sort of just flicked it left boot and I went oh, I, wanted that to, I wanted that to go in it was so it was aesthetically I can't the word. it was very pleasing on the eye let's say and... aesthetically pleasing there yep. you go. Um, and uh, yeah, it should have gone in. But, you know, Liverpool got the, got the result. They're now only, um, what, three points off of top four? Two points off Chelsea as well. Yeah. Still, mm. The top four race is still on, which is fair play to Liverpool. After being so far gone, they're actually, you know, getting close to being back in the title race, which is fair play to them. Yeah, Arsenal only um, 10 points off top four. We can do it. <laughs> if yeah. you're 11 points off of City and you think you can win the league, we're 10 points off of Villa, off, off of West Ham. I think we can get top four. <laughs> I think West Ham are a better team than you, to be honest. I don't think you can. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> they are. They've just had a better season. Arsenal, we'll talk about them later. Anyway, um, going on to the next game. Um, you know, Matt's going to be buzzing off of his tits for this game. This is Palace 1, Chelsea 4. Um, you say that, have I Chelsea found, I, you know, I'm annoyed have Chelsea with your found, Chelsea. Have Chelsea hmm? found their new, um, their new front three? Is Timo Werner dropped to the bench? Chelsea no, he was, he was, he was, I mean, uh, 
Tuchel said that Werner's being rested this game anyway. So for, I, I don't think that... I mean, he didn't... Like I say, I think he's I think he's been rested anyway. Um, it makes sense mm-hmm. given that we've got quite a few important fixtures coming up and he's been... I wouldn't say our most influential player, but he's been one of the most influential players we've had. Like, he's always in the danger areas, even though his finishing ability, there's much that can be improved. Like, he's always in and around the goals, whether that's assisting or causing I mean, problems. It's not, so, it's not hard to improve being absolutely fucking dreadful. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, you true. Know. Um, but I mean, Havertz had a quality game. Um, he was probably oh, our best player. That touch he did. Can I point out, oh, mm. that, that little thing mm. when Jorginho played it in and he flicked, mm. oh, I wanted it to go in. This, mm, this, this, yes. Mm. I was going to point out, I, I, I was telling you towards, I was, I was telling you, I was telling a lot of Chelsea fans, a lot of fans in general towards the start of the season. I've watched a lot of Guy Havertz in the Bundesliga. Mm. And every time I saw him play in this Chelsea team at centre mid, or it was like a number 10 in a 4-2-3-1, it mm. killed a bit of me. Mm. Like every time yeah. I saw him playing in there, I was like, what, why are you doing this? Like, like mm. I, I felt a bit sorry for Frank because he, not, not, he didn't know how to use him, but this is how you need to play Havertz. Give mm. him a free role in the attack. Yeah. And he is one ridiculous. of the best players on the pitch. Yeah. Like yeah. that I mean, finish for the first goal to oh, get the space. Like, the it's so nice. Three, and he's got that amount of agility and that like mm. balance and like that ability to like manipulate the ball. Mm. To yeah. Just flick it into the mm. back of the post. Like, the and he's fucking in rapid as well. Like it, yeah. when he's when he's properly going, like his, his acceleration is pretty good, but his top speed is ridiculous. Like I think it's because he is so big. He's got so, such long strides. I'd love to yeah. see him and like Haaland and Mbappe in a foot race. That'd be interesting. I, I, I've got a feeling Mbappe would win, but... I'd be interested Just to about. see how close Havertz yeah. is to him. Um, it'll it'll no, be nice yeah. to see how many elbows Haaland tries to throw at them as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah. I mean, Cahill had a reasonable game for Palace. That's really the only thing I could take. I mean, Gator had a reasonable game as well, actually. Cahill and Gator, I, mean, I think. I can see the four I, goals. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm really, no, no, no. really yeah. unhappy with the fact that Chelsea just couldn't keep a clean sheet. Benteke had one shot and you start, you know what, we'll let it in. Oh, we'll yeah. let it, go it, in. it was a basic cross, wasn't it? In a basic Who position was it to fucking let Ben Chilwell be the man on Christian Benteke in that situation? Yeah. There's no offense. More, ben Chilwell's uh, like four foot tall and Benteke's like 10 foot. And Benteke yeah. made to look like his bitch. Well, <laughs> like I'm, Chilwell was just like, fuck, what I'm meant to do. It, it wasn't even that, I think. It was more Benteke's positioning. Um, yeah, that so he moved. He lost whoever the other centre back was that was meant to be marking him. I think it was Zuma. Um, yeah, it, was, it would have been left sided centre back, I think, wouldn't it? So it might have been. Yeah, might have been Rudiger if he's played. I can't remember if he played actually. Um, I think it was Zuma. I think Christian Simmons playing in the middle. And I think right. Aspeta was on the right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, because Zuma started in the middle in the Champions League game, I think, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that's that's what it, who it would have been then. Yeah. So um, which Zuma would have easily won that header. I mean, he's he's the best in the air in the league, I think. So um. So yeah, uh, yeah. As shown by the goal he scored earlier in the game. <laughs> Sorry, said as shown by the goal he scored earlier in that game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the goal he scored. I mean, it, he makes it look so easy in the air. I mean, he just jumps ridiculously high. He reminds me of Ronaldo in the air. Like, just his obviously, I wouldn't say mm. he's quite as athletic as Ronaldo, but um, in terms of like his ability to stay in the air and jump as high, I'd I'd say he's up there with yeah. him in the or in his prime anyway. Um, mm. he, he's just very very good. I mean, and the way he scored, it was over Cahill. I mean, I know Cahill's um. At the end of his career now, and he's not quite as quite the player he used to be. Hence why he's at Palace. Yeah. But um, <laughs> uh, I mean, Kale has always been good in the air, and he, I, he, I think he barely jumped because he knew Zuma had already got to it, and you know. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. Um, but I also noticed this game. Chilwell had quite a few chances on goal, where or I say chances. There was quite a few times where he should have just passed it off and made a chance, but he just shot instead. Um, yeah. And I think because he knew we were, I think with three goals up at the time when he started taking quite a few shots. So um, that does worry me a little bit because uh, 
he gets a bit complacent when we're when we're up, <laughs> when when we're a couple of goals up. He so. does seem like, like like the sort of player who can switch off maybe too much sometimes. Mm. Like I watch him in game, he does switch off quite often, which you know. Mm. I mean, he's still relatively young. He's what he's 24, 23, 24 now. I think. I thought he was twenty-one. We signed him at twenty-one, didn't he? He might he might be twenty-two. Nah, I, I swear I, he is. I think he's I think he's a lot older than that. Let me check. I think he's about um, twenty-four. Chilwell. Mm. Well, I was going to say another Chilwell thing is twenty. Oh yeah, 24, 10, 24. Is he 24? Oh, okay. All right. Um, but no, yeah, yeah, another thing quickly of talking about player ages. Um, Havertz, mm-hmm. I mean, he's only 20, 21 now, isn't he? 20, 20 21, 21. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, I mean, if he learned, oh, sorry, I say if he learned how to finish, he knows how to finish. It's just, he could have got a hat trick this game if he just put slightly more power onto the shots. Yeah. Because like the, that, like, that's I mean, why Giroud's there. That's why Giroud's at Chelsea. He's going to teach him how to do the Giroud flicks. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't need teaching with that. I mean, he, he yes, his first he touch does. Giroud is teaches just insane. His first touch is better yeah. than Giroud's. I'm sorry, but it is. I mean, his hold up play is not difficult. Giroud's got the first touch um, of a donkey. No, I wouldn't say that. I mean, it's just that Giroud's first touch, more often than not, is a pass off to someone else. So yeah, um, so I, I wouldn't be that harsh on him, but um, because more often than not, that that pass off to someone else is a good quality pass. But um, it's but no, the little flick. Yeah. So what about what about Christian Pulisic? Are you happy that he managed by about a couple of goals? Because uh, quite yeah, emphatic finishes there, wasn't he? Like he was banging them into the roof of the net. Like mm. no keeper was getting near. Yeah, any yeah. Of those the first chances. goal, the first goal he scored. He had, yeah, he, I mean, like you say, roof of the net. He, he made it a little bit hard on himself, I think, because that that touch yeah. he took. Um, it was an interesting one because I think if the Crystal Palace player, like the 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 defender who was nearer to him, if he yeah. committed. I think it might have been a penalty because I think Pulisic might have got just got there first or something. But um, yeah, I mean, he just he couldn't get there in time anyway. And yeah, like you say, Pulisic through for the net. It's nice to see him playing with confidence again. But um, mm-hmm. I th- I've got a feeling again, it's going to be too little too late for him to have a starting place in this team, which if you look at us last season, he deserved that because of the way he played. Um, you know, but whereas this season, he's been so unlucky with form and fitness. And I'm guessing, at least for this season, like you mentioned, Matt, like you, you're still competing for top four. Um, mm. even though you're in fifth currently, you're still competing for top four. Mm. You're still in the FA Cup. You're still in the Champions League. You need that rotation and having him hit in form now is probably the best time to have him in form, isn't True. it, really? Yeah, but then again, if we had him in form when uh, Werner was trying to get Dog used shit. to the Premier League still, um, <laughs> like when he yeah. wasn't getting assists, um, yeah, uh, then having him in form might have been nice. But then again, Werner might have not got into the team if that's the case. So, you know, mm. swings and roundabouts at the moment. I mean, we, like you say, it's good to have players that, can chop and change that are all good quality players so yeah i'm not i'm not complaining in that aspect um just we know as chelsea fans from last season and we know as just general football fans that he can do do what he did uh, on this game against mm. palace against better opposition more more consistently so he just needs to keep that um you know ha- having pulisic as a super sub off the bench as well is it's going to be good for any team so you know yeah definitely so that was the chelsea palace game moving on now burnley won newcastle two it was surprisingly more of an entertaining game than I thought it would be. I was expecting a shit nil-nil and it turned out to be a 2-1 to Newcastle in the end. Do you see any yeah. of that game, Matt? Yeah, I mean, it was a great result for Newcastle, wasn't it? Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the reasons why I think Newcastle won was also because Pope was out for Burnley. Um, yeah. But also, I mean, the main reason, which I think is obvious, is St. Max, man. As soon as he came on, he just changed the game. Yeah, this is the first game back in a while now, isn't it? Mm, yeah. Yeah, I think Newcastle have just got their players back, like Almoron, Wilson and St. Maximan are oh, yeah, back Wilson's fit back. now, mm. which I think that's what saved Newcastle, isn't it? Like Almoron came back first. Now they've got St. Maximan and Wilson back. I think they're going to be all right now. Mm, yeah. um, I still don't think Steve Bruce should be there next season because 
this Newcastle team probably shouldn't have been anywhere near the relegation battle with players like St. Max and Man and Wilson and such. Mm, um, yeah. But, you know. And uh, and a goalkeeper like the Bravka as well. Like, he's a top class yeah. goalkeeper. So. I mean, first, the Bravka, he almost saved, he saved his best save of the game was from a possible own goal for one of his own players. Um, mm. I can't remember who it was, but I think one of the cells oh, was that one. Dummett was it, Dummett, yeah, yeah. full back. Mm. And then. Mm. The Bravka just dived, like, dived oh, to the opposite side yeah. of the goal to save it. Was, it. it was a proper reflex, full stretch save, wasn't it? Like you don't get yeah. any better saves than that. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, so uh, oh, there's another yeah. another moment as well. Matt Lowton, um, he had two bodies yeah. outside the box. I don't know if you remember. Um, first, his first attempt went straight into defence, but it rebounded straight back to yeah. him, and then he hit the target, and obviously another good save from Debrazka. But yeah, it kind yeah. of reminded me of FIFA because that type of thing, isn't it? Where you shoot from outside the box, it kind of ricochets somewhere and goes back to the same player that is shot, and then yeah. you go again. Thinking <laughs> about Matt, Matt Lowton, is, I, I remember this must have been about eight nine years ago. But when, when he played mm. for Aston Villa, I think he scored an absolute screamer back for them back in the day. Mm. I don't remember hit, hitting one one absolute screamer from right back um, in that game. Mm. Um, in fairness to Burnley, I, I don't think they were terrible. I think that both teams were equally as passive until St. Maximan came on. Um, mm. The goal they scored was a brilliant bit of play from Chris Woods, passing it through to Vidra. Mm. Um, yeah. it, just, it just seems that... Do you know what I think the issue Burnley have got? They've got such a shallow squad that I think in this season where you need squad rotation because they're so late, you know, they've had no pre-season, games are coming thick and fast, they're playing one or two games a week sometimes. I just think they lack that rotation in their team to sort of bring players in and out. And I think mm. it's showing a bit now that they look like they're burning out a bit. They're one of the least informed teams in the league and Burnley, mm. you know, they're 15th currently, but they're what one point off Brighton and Newcastle. I mean, they're not going to mm. get relegated, but you know, compared to what they finished, what two, three seasons ago in seventh, there's quite a long fall from that, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in fairness though, Chris Wood it is Chris Wood, isn't it? That's his first name. Yeah. Um, he had a, he had a good uh, set up for the goal they scored though, didn't he? I mean, he yeah. Nice little winding run, and uh, you know, I mean, it was easy finish for Vidra in the end, wasn't it? But but yeah, I mean, he was it. All the Newcastle players followed him because because of yeah. they kind of. I assume they thought how dangerous he was. I mean, obviously, but no one player then marked <laughs> Vidra in the box. No, no, yeah. <laughs> um, and then it was just an easy tap in for him, which um, you know, Newcastle definitely didn't deserve to keep a clean sheet if they defend like that. <laughs> no, no, no. Mm. Um, but yeah, Chuck, any thoughts on the Burnley Newcastle game? No, no, I I, I didn't catch that one. No. Did you not? No, uh, I didn't. Fair enough. Yeah. I was going to say anyway. one other thing I want to mention, okay. just quick. Yep. Um, I also saw that, I think this is net spend, so uh, you, you might correct me, but I realised that Newcastle spent 100, Newcastle, sorry, spent 100 million like of both transfer yep. windows, whereas Burnley only spent 350k. Um, yeah, sounds about so, right. So, yeah, which is, which is mental, that Burnley and Newcastle are in similar positions as well. I mean, so. £35 million pound of that money was fucking Joe Linton. Joe Linton, Joe Linton, Linton yeah. who is the... Yeah. One of the worst strikers I've ever seen grace the Premier League. Yeah. I mean, 100 million now is probably standard standard money for a, a reasonable team, like a top 10 team, isn't it? In, in a transfer window. Yeah. Um, you can really tell that Burnley have been it, impacted financially by the pandemic, though. I mean, Ethan, like, we, I think... we, we live through Mauran Shamak. Are you sure? Oh, he's worse than that. He's worse than that, honestly. Mm. Shamak actually yeah. scored a few goals for Palace mm. um, and Arsenal to that, to mm, that point. Arsenal. But yeah. 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 It was quality for Palace. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway, that that that's that game. The, the next game was an absolute fucking barn burner of a game, wasn't it? West Ham three, Leicester two. Um, it the, was the two men of the team, isn't it? Like two men the, on form. Jesse Lingard the, versus Kelechi and Hacho, wasn't it? Really? Mm, I mean, this is the game that I was not. Well, I was unhappy about the result because I thought the the only time that we're going to guarantee top four is if we if Leicester beat West Ham here and then we beat mm-hmm. them in our following in our I, I think it's in three games time. I reckon um, you might take off Leicester. Leicester have been in really poor form recently. They've lost 
They lost the last two games on the bounce. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've gone from what within two or three points of United from now being what seven points off us. Yeah, yeah. You know. So but yeah. I've Ooh, got they've f- got a really nasty I, end to their season. I, I don't think they oh, I, don't, I don't know if they will, but it seems like it's almost like you know, last season when Leicester were comfortably in third mm. and then it ended up dropping out to fifth, it might happen again. I, I hope it doesn't from a Leicester mm. fan's point of view because they've been pretty decent all season. Um, the only thing I would say about this game is I actually thought from, from his own high standards, I thought Schmeichel was quite poor. Yeah, um, yeah, I thought that as well. Yeah, yeah, so I thought, was it four it, attempts they had and he conceded yeah. three yeah. times? The, so. I, I, I don't think there's much you could do from the third goal, but definitely for the first two. Mm. I thought for the first one, as much as you got caught out by the amount of bend that Lingard got on the ball, you can't really be being passive oh, there. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny yeah. you mentioned that. I, I thought exactly the same. Like, just even though you hit it first time as a goalkeeper, you're expecting a shot on almost every single touch that a player takes. So, yeah, the fact that he also had so much time it wasn't like that was a really powerful shot either. It just it just curled in. So, yeah. so Michael thinks it's going wide, doesn't he? That, yeah, that, that's what I thought. But I, I'd have at least thought you might have got down to his post and at least, you know, made sure. Like, mm. at least make sure it's going wide. Don't just mm. assume that, it's going to yeah. go wide. Michael honestly thinks that's going wide and it's got so much whip on it that it catches him out. It didn't even go side netting either, though. So it wasn't even... Yeah. I mean, it was a good finish, don't get me wrong, but it wasn't an amazing finish. Like, I mean, the technique yeah. that... Uh, is it Lingard that scored, wasn't it? The technique yeah. that he did, uh, that he used, was top-class technique, don't get me wrong. But, yeah, yeah Michael should do much better than that. I mean, yeah. he's a much better goalkeeper. I think is. When you get to the level of Smichael is, like how consistently he'd been over the past, well, however long Leicester have been in the Premier League now, like yeah. th- that is the first mistake I've seen him make, like that I can remember anyway. Yeah. So, like proper mistake. Yeah, so it's yeah. similar with Kante at Chelsea, isn't it? He's so consistent so much of the time when he makes a mistake, mm. it's so obvious. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, definitely. You know. But I think even the second goal, I think he ran out because he ran out to close down and I think he did he probably shouldn't have no, yeah, oh, he should, should have stayed in. He should have done if he'd have stayed in. It'd been better. But fair play to Lingard; he's been absolutely unplayable. I think what two goals and an assist he got this game. I think it was, wasn't mm. it? Yeah, like, yeah. Was, was it eight goals in nine games or something? He's he's had. Yeah, he, yeah. He's he's had some insane seven form. assists. Seven or six, I think. Um, I think it's definitely up there that, that yeah. amount. And yeah, he's mm. he's been unplayable. Um, fair play to Inacho though. He's dragging this Leicester team through, and I didn't get a result. But mm. or the second goal finish he had. No, it was his first one. It's the second goal was it's happened. The first one was the one where he um absolutely well, he smashed it. it in there. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah just to, just to, to correct you, it wasn't team. a um uh, Sterling got two goals but didn't get the assist. You mean Lingard? So yeah, Lingard, that's the one. Thought he got the two Sterling. goals, didn't Brilliant. get the assist. <laughs> I like fucking yeah. Andre Mariner getting like fucking mm. Gibbs and Octogen uh, mixed d- up. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That was funny. Chuck, you can't explain your way out of the situation. <laughs> Do we not in... remember the name that I said to begin with? You had to re- Raheem Sterling. Oh, did mm. I say Sterling? Uh, they're both English. Mm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> also, another thing to mention of this game is Mark Noble's yeah. Mark Noble's 400th Premier League appearance for West Ham, which is a pretty big achievement. I know. <laughs> he's the most average but, player I've ever seen in my yeah, life. Yeah, the thing is, I think he's the most slightly above average player. Like he's he's a good passer, don't get me wrong. But other than that, he's got not much else to his game. But mm. because it's at West Ham and because they've been stable in the Premier League for so long now, <laughs> he's, yeah. I mean, he's been their captain. I think he still is their captain, isn't he? I um, think I think I think next season's his last season. I think I think he said yeah, he, he said he signed, he signed a one year extension. Mm. He's going to retire. Yeah, yeah. So um, or he said he said it's his last season in the Premier League. So I don't know if he's planning on actually retiring or um, going okay. to a different league or whatever. I reckon but, he'll uh, go, go play for Derby. Go play under Wooney. <laughs> Mm. He'll probably go to like South End or somewhere, you know, probably like Essex Club, wouldn't he? Fucking like no. South End or yeah. go South End. Mm. South End. Mm. Yeah. 
Well, also that, another thing, going coaching job or something. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say another thing. Um, Madison, Perez, Chadry, and Barnes all broke COVID protocol. You hear about that? Yeah, yeah, I heard about so that. Yeah, they all left they out broke it and they couldn't play. Mm, yeah. Naughty, so, naughty. Mm, yeah. So I mean, but, I um, think that's. I, I mean, I, is Madison fit now? I think he is, isn't he? Um, Perez maybe. is, and he's he's a regular starter for him. Like I think. Yeah. And Harvey Barnes is as well. injured the season, to be fair. Yeah, Barnes but, is injured, yeah. but yeah. but yeah, I mean, but missing out those three players, it could have been a different result. So I think they're, they're just idiots, really, for breaking that protocol when, you know, their key players, like three of three of the four, are not injured. Um, and they could have had an impact on that game, which they decided, well, I, I think I should say selfishly, um, to go and enjoy yeah. themselves rather than actually be professionals. Oh, but pubs <laughs> are open, Matt. Pubs are open. Yeah, to yeah pubs I know. Open. They weren't on the weekend, though, when they fucked about, so... Yeah, no, but they're professional yeah. footballers with money. They get to open stuff early. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, I don't think... Mm. I mean, I think most people in the UK have probably broken COVID protocol at one, one point or another, so... <laughs> no, no, definitely not, not us, though. Not we me. haven't. No. We, we definitely No, I, I, I would never think about getting my hair cut twice during the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Um, I anyway, don't have any hair to cut, so... <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway... Um, so, can I just mention one other thing before we move yeah, on? Yeah, go on. Um, Fabianski did a really quality one-on-one save as well. Um, full stretch. Um, probably one of the best saves of the weekend, I think. Um, what is it about com- Arsenal keepers getting better when they leave Arsenal? Mm. Uh, confidence. We give them a lot of confidence and they go and enjoy it with other teams. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe maybe they do it because we hate because, because we don't use them. So it's a good keeper. They're doing it just to spite Arsenal. <laughs> probably, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's really the end of the talk about the West Ham versus Leicester game. We're going to now go into our final ad break of the episode. We'll end the episode with the final two games in the Premier League. Cool. Do you love listening to podcasts but hate ads getting in the way? Why not consider subscribing to our Patreon at patreon.com slash the3nilpodcast or follow us on buymeacoffee.com slash the3nilpodcast. These will get you access to an ad-free version of the pod as well as early access. Hello guys, Connor here from the Bundle YouTube channel. We are not only a podcast, but a source of your entertainment too. Here's a quick insight of when one of our members thought that the moon was actually bigger than the earth. Roxby being like, yeah, it's mad. Like, that is, that's bigger than the earth, isn't it? Oh, me, me and George just... Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> that time when we remember Gordon Ramsay screaming and made one of his chefs into an actual idiot sandwich. Idiots. An idiot sandwich. <laughs> 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 the violation of that. <laughs> and lastly, when in school, we go back and touch on the most memorable moments. I need to get to my lesson, whatever. You're on the wrong side, doesn't oh, matter. No. And he goes, you, you yeah, get there, and you go, oh no, you got to go all the way around. Turn <laughs> around, turn around. You can find us all on The Bundle on YouTube, or find us on Instagram, which is at the underscore bundle underscore, Twitter at the bundle underscore underscore, Facebook, which is The Bundle Podcast, and finally TikTok at The Bundle underscore. Are you or your company looking for someone to help get your name out? To get your product known to as many people as possible, then why not get in contact with us, the Free Nil Podcast, through our email, freenilpodcast at gmail.com, and you can have your ad in this part of our podcast.
Welcome back, everyone, to the 3-0 podcast. Thank you for listening to that ad break. We're now going to go on to the final two games of the Premier League weekend. We're going to be starting off uh, with probably Chuck's favourite game of the entire week. It was Sheffield United 3. Sorry, Sheffield United 0. Arsenal 3. There'll be none of that malarkey on this podcast. Yeah, uh, we actually beat a team. I know we beat 20. <laughs> but mm. can I just say, we beat a team with Xhaka at left-back. Did you play left-back? Yeah, Xhaka played left-back that game. I'm wow. going to fact-check this because I don't believe you. I watched um, the game. It was Ceballos, it was, it was Ceballos and Partey in the middle with um, Saka in front of them as a roaming 10. And we had... We had <laughs> I'll tell you I what, fucking Sheffield United must be shit to fucking lose a <laughs> game with your back four of Xhaka, Pablo Mari, Rob Holding and fucking Callum Chambers. So, to be <laughs> fair, Callum Chambers has a great cross on him and can defend. To be fair to Chambers, Pablo Mari did really well, but they didn't attack Shaka. Not once did they run down his wing and make him uncomfortable. And that I mean, they really recognise him because he was—he's not used to playing there. So like, I, who's that? Is that the only point I saw anyone went down the left with Sheffield United on the white? What, 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 what was Sheffield United's right wing and what was Arsenal's left? Was when Ollie Burke um, chased the ball down the wing, and then the least technical football I've ever seen in my life just fucking smacked it as hard as he could into the air and it just dropped out of the sky <laughs> and just yeah. landed somewhere. Mm. And I, I, think, I think that's an actual highlight because I think after that, um, Sheffield United had a chance because Arsenal's defence I mean, split, but it was... It a, was... Just watch it, watching Arsenal's first goal. Oh. It was like Wenger's boys had returned, isn't it? It was. It was Wenger, Wenger boys are back. The Wenger boys. The Wenger boys. <laughs> we well, had what a, was the a... first goal again? Remind me. What was it? Uh, so it was a sack. Uh, what was it? Lacazette into Saka, Saka into Partey, Partey into Ceballos. He did a backheel flip uh, into yeah. Lacazette running yeah. through. And Lacazette mm. pops in the, and in the bottom. And then finally bin. finished the fucking shot. Yeah, because he side footed yeah. it. I'm saying he side footed yeah. it into the corner. It. Yeah, with so, his right foot. Yeah. With his right foot. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Ceballos had three backheel flicks that game, and all three came mm. off. And I, I swear, he's been watching Santi Cazorla old videos of him because mm. he played. Exactly the same because he was hungry in defence. He used his his little little Spanish feet to get the ball back. Mm. It, it mean, did remind I, me of yeah. how Arsenal used to play like a decade ago of when they can had the good players. Fucking Sheffield United are dog shit. Like yeah, I, no, I don't want to add that caveat. I, I get the Sheffield I get United, United lost to them because because we lost them this season and it was a game when United didn't turn up and Sheffield United decided to perform. You know, once mm. in a season, but this. It wasn't even Sheffield United's strongest team. Like their back three was John Egan, Ender Stevens, and Ethan Ampadu with like Ben Osborne. Ben Osborne was left back. Oliver Norwood, John Lundstrom, John Fleck, George Baldock, Ollie Burke, and David McGoldrick. That's a championship team. Yeah. Nah, it's fine. They're, they're in the Premier League. They're a Premier League side. Uh, we beat them 3 0. We, we beat a Premier League side. It's, it's good. Mm. I did have something that did annoy me, though. What? Pepe. <laughs> Why would he shoot very, again? very sloppy first touch, and he can't take a corner to save his life. I don't know mm. why they keep putting. Like, he can't beat the first man ever. Mm. Well, William's not going to change that either. So, yeah, I mean, we we need we need a new corner taker. Did William hit William... the post, or, or, or was that in the um, yeah. other game? Yeah, well, he I did hit the he post. Did. Yeah, yeah. So Lacazette captain as well. Free kick on him. Lacazette yeah, Lacazette did. Captain. Yeah, I d- mm. I... do captains matter? Not for, um, no, not, <laughs> not for Arsenal. No, not for Arsenal. Not when you win 3-0. <sighs> United in Chelsea, they do, but not for Arsenal. I mean, um, Gabriel Martinelli scored his first goal since January 2020, which is yeah, good for him. Re- 
really mm. happy. It was it was a, a tap in really, like yeah. a goalkeeper again, make mm. making a save and not pushing it past the post, push it back it, out into it danger. It was a top class save that you did. Well, I say top yeah, class. But... It was it was a it, it was a worse save compared to the yeah, other I goalkeeper mean, the... mentioned. I forgot who it was. Um, Pepe took Pepe mm. took a shot and it, it it sort of rolled. It wasn't really. I like a how shot. Matt's defending it's... Ramsdale now. When about four weeks ago, Matt was saying Ramsdale's the worst keeper in the well, Premier no, no, no. League. I, now I, Matt's I, like he's fucking amazing. I said, I said I was undecided, didn't I, of whether he's good or not. Um, and that, now now you're very decided. Uh, well, this game I think he did all right, but you know, I'd say I'd say he probably is Premier League quality. It's just he's on the lower tier of that. Um, and he's also got an absolute fucking shit show of a defence in front of him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it so doesn't it help. help. Yeah, yeah. Lacazette had a one-on-one that was quite similar for his second goal against one they had in, in Europa League. And instead of mm. trying to go high into the top right, he went low into the bottom left. Mm. I mean, he, he still can't finish because he did miss about two or three other chances in that game. Yeah, like, he could have could, bought could a hat trick or more. Mm. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean... He, he plays similar result. to Kane. Except for in the fact finish. that... In the fact that he drops too deep and goes into centre mid. That's how him and Kane are similar. He plays so similarly to Kane that he drops deep. Um, I don't like it. Why are strikers dropping deep? You are supposed to be number nine. Get up the field and score the goal. I mean, he did do well for the goals that he scored. But other than that, like... I also saw him in left back. Leave that to Xhaka. He's doing well there. <laughs> is that Xhaka's new position? Please tell me it is. Because, that, well, I actually, don't tell reason, me it is because that means he's not going to fuck up there as much because he can only... The, the at least he's not going to use his right foot played, that much. Yeah. The reason we played Granit Xhaka left-back is because yeah. he can't pass backwards. Mm. There's no one who pass backwards to. I, I've seen Xhaka play left-back for Arsenal once or twice. He's always been decent there because he's left-footed and it gives him more space to ping a ball across to Pepe or someone. Mm. So yeah. maybe... Like, he, the only shot I have with Xhaka is he's so fucking slow that you know if he, he plays is, any painty winger, he's fucked. <laughs> because mm, like yeah. anyone's knocking it past him and running and he's let, like, okay, let, bye. Uh Xhaka versus Ferran Torres or, or Mares. Let's see how that one goes. That's just red card what happened, isn't it? That's, that's just <laughs> yeah. Xhaka's yeah. just got a two foot one then as soon as look past yeah, him. But, <laughs> yeah, and the Xhaka's end of one always of their got careers. a red card. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Xhaka's always got a red card waiting to happen anyway. I mean, Arsenal, you're now, you're, now, you're now in ninth, Chuck. How does it feel to be in ninth? You enjoying it? Yeah, we're, we're moving yeah. on up to, into, into you are. the I'm looking at digits. a form table for the last six games. You are technically the fourth most informed team in the league at the moment, Arsenal are. Yeah, somehow. and we just drawn one and lost one. Yeah, you've won. Drew three or lost three nil, won three nil. Well, I think it just shows how inconsistent every other team are because the only teams that are really actually properly in form is Liverpool, City and United. Um, you've won, drawn, won, drawn, lost one. <laughs> That's how inconsistent you've been. Yeah. And I mean, then, we're not yeah. on that list because of our fuck-up at West Brom. I wasn't yeah, you're fifth because you're... Yeah. Mm. I mean, in fairness, you, you've clicked the exact same point. You've had a slightly worse goal difference um, mm. than Arsenal. Yeah. And that's you've drawn one, drawn one, West Brom. one. Yeah, yeah, and that's just because yeah, you can one goal. Brom, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, in fairness, it really shows how you know Chelsea are normally because you've only conceded six goals. Mm. Yeah, hey, 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 there's there's enough of that. Like we're talking about Arsenal here. Arsenal. <laughs> okay, Arsenal <laughs> conceded Matt, Matt... nine in the past six games. <laughs> so Matt, about Chelsea, <laughs> <laughs> I I I feel mm. like. Arteta this game just went you know we're playing 20th guys go out there have fun and play exactly like Wenger would have told him and they went out and they had fun and they scored some nice goals things that's only going to work against a team like Sheffield United's quality though because if you do that against City or against United or against Chelsea or against Leicester 
you're going to get when punished, Arteta's so. tried to actually do tactics, it doesn't work for us. Maybe we should just mm. say fuck it. What let the players be what? their own managers? Yeah, yeah. What I would also point out is, you know, I think the the, the choice in players that it, that you know he went with, he's it looks like he's starting to phase out the shit attitude players a bit. Like Bamyang wasn't even in the squad for this game. He was ill. Apparently, um, was ill. Yeah, apparently, he was ill. Allegedly, but, you know, allegedly ill. He wasn't in the squad. Um, obviously, you know, Bellerin was on the bench. Um, it looks like you, you know you have got Saka and Martinelli playing together in the same team, which is good. But I said to you, I I don't think Arsenal's issue is quality. I think it's it's an it's a mentality issue at Arsenal. And yeah, yeah, I just right. think that you're this is the thing that your senior pros have no leadership ability and also don't give a shit, which is a major issue because you know the, the difference between really Arsenal and United in in a certain sense. Obviously, we have better players, but our senior pros like you know Bruno, like Maguire, mm. like I, um certain players that actually Rashford. really want to fucking win. Like Rashford, even to an example. I yeah. didn't realise that on the left example. wing. Yeah. yeah. On, on the left wing for Arsenal, you're actually allowed to sprint. I didn't realise that for the past couple of games, but Martinelli showed me you're allowed to sprint. <laughs> well, he's been playing with some sort of unwritten rule. Bamiang, isn't it? It's yeah, Bamiang. Bamiang <clears throat> it's a, it's a, hasn't lost pace, though, has he? He just decided not to sprint. He just though. doesn't run. Lazy, he just doesn't yeah. want yeah, to anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's busy doing a shit impression of fucking uh, some American rapper that I can't remember the name of. Um... Which oh, one is it? Almost like long thread. <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah, a great joke. Well. Like, like, Travis, Travis Scott, that's the one. He's going to shit in front of Travis Scott. It's too late. It's too okay. late. I, I still I'm don't sorry, understand. I'm, fucking, I'm, I'm yeah. 22 years old, almost 23. I don't listen to fucking rap. I don't, I don't understand this. <laughs> I'm a white British man. I don't understand the fucking urban culture. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I must edit that bit. It's funny it. you say that, though, because loads of my mates at uni all listen to that type of music and they're all our oh, age. They? So, yeah. It's, Interesting, but yeah, I'm just old. Yeah, we're old. Well, yeah. It's not that we just have good taste in music. There's a difference. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, they just slag off the entire rap scene while we're talking about Arsenal. <laughs> so we've um, lost. So between you, me, and Connor, Matt, we lost Norwich and Norfolk. Now yeah. we've lost the entire rapping community. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, Chuck, <laughs> where do you reckon Arsenal are going to finish? Where do you reckon Arsenal are going to finish this season? You're oh, currently in ninth. A... You're, you're, you're two quick... points off Everton. Everton got two games in hand. They play tonight. Where do you reckon you're going to finish? Ooh, that's having a look at the table. I'd like to finish above Tottenham. I'd like us to finish seventh with Tottenham is, finishing. Is Saint, is Saint Totteringham's day going to happen to that this year? Then, I mean, based on form, Spurs are even worse than you. So, yeah, I'd <laughs> I'd like us to finish seventh. I'd like to get ahead of, ahead of Everton and Spurs. I'd like to get ahead there, ahead of Spurs, ahead of Everton. Depends now because they seem to be hitting form again, but they are very inconsistent. You say hitting form, they've um I'm fairly certain they've lost two of the last but, six. Yeah, but they've 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 won two of the last six as well. Well that's good that, form for mid table team, I guess, isn't it? So <laughs> <laughs> they played five, won Every two, week. lost Every two and drawn one. <laughs> you know what, Matt? <laughs> if Chelsea ever go mid table, I'm not gonna do this. I'm gonna take the high roads and I'm Chelsea gonna be... go mid table one season. We yeah, but we weren't, we, weren't, yeah, yeah. we weren't podcasting at that point. No, we're podcasting United now. United we also won the league the last season really. beforehand, so you know it's, it's all right to be mid-table next season. Sorry, who and then beat win you the league in the FA Cup last season? I mean, <laughs> when was the last time you won a league? Who beat you in the FA Cup Frank, last season? Fat Frank's not very good at his job, so as shown by the fact he got sacked. No, no, he had, oh, like bite, I said, bite, I mean, we've we've mentioned this so many times before, but I mean, he had the same. Same record as record as Solskjaer, like in terms of his form when he got sacked, whereas United board decided to keep him. So you know it's a difference in boards, not the not the managers, I think. But anyway, said that before. <laughs> yeah, but Solskjaer's anyway. uh, yeah. Well, speaking of Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, Solskjaer, yeah, speaking mm. of Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, great segue. Um, this is one of the the 
the most infuriating and also happy games I've had recently. Um, this was Spurs 1, Manchester United 3. Um, oh, so happy. After the first half, I wanted to throw, I don't know, one of my dogs through a TV. Oh, um, that's a bit, that's that a angry. bit much. <laughs> um, I, I don't understand refereeing in football anymore. I, I, I really don't. The, the There's no consistency in anything. Like, the fact that, that you know, Cavani scored a perfectly fine goal, um, but then because McTominay brushed Son in the face... That's a very because Son was trying Because, because Son was <laughs> trying to grab... Look, look, at the, look at the replay back. Son was trying to grab McTominay to try and impede him. McTominay flicks his arms to say, basically, fuck off. Then Son goes down like he's been shot. He's a little Son, bitch. Son slightly tweaks McTominay's nipple whilst McTominay It's a foul. You've, hit, I, you've touched yeah. a player's face. I think... You, you, you can't, you can't lash out. He, it was a lash out. That's what it was, though. Every so single it was pundit disagreed with you. Every single pundit in the I don't care. Community. I don't yeah, care if every care. single pundit yeah. disagrees with me. Because okay. Matt's so, agreeing with me, and that's what's so, important. <laughs> if, yeah. if that's a foul, there was a... The West Brom United game earlier in the season, Diagne from West Brom scored a header against Lindelof, where Diagne's entire hand and arm was across Lindelof's face. Oh, yeah, that's probably Literally a foul. Literally yeah. his face. I, I agree with <laughs> you, Ethan. Why can't the, the referee referee's inconsistencies yeah, is stupid. Yeah, yeah. It but is that's still, it's still a foul, I'll, though. That's the thing. I just so. think that Son should be less of a bitch and just get up and fucking do his job. Well, yeah, I mean, he made the most of it. I think he spent three minutes on the floor, didn't he? Which is unacceptable. Yeah. Like, granted, he got hit in the face. <laughs> um, and obviously, slow motion. You in can't... The face. No, he, he... got, got flicked a... in the eye. It was almost Poke a Poke yourself in the eyeball it? right now, Ethan. See how long yeah. he's been. barely even hit him in the eye. It fucking, like, touched him up there. Okay, yeah. Um, but I'm, no one can say how much it hurts on. But staying on the ground for that long when it's on your face... You can't really justify that. Um, but it still was a foul. Like, you, you can't... Like, the way he was breaking away, if you're shielding yourself... Sorry, if you're shielding the ball and trying to make a player not get in front of you, you then just put your arm out. You don't whack your arm out and extend your elbow... You, so, you move your elbow and extend your arm like that in such a way where he it, then brought it back. It, if, it was almost McTominay like he tried to punch him. Yeah, if McTominay doesn't do that as well, Son's catching up and taking the ball off them anyway. Well, it'd be catching up and challenging, wouldn't it? I'm not sure if he'd taken the ball off I think Son could have done the same thing if he'd not been a little bitch and just fucking kept on running. Possibly. Anyway, anyway, let's move on because I'm never going to agree because I think... Mm. I always think Chris Kavanagh is, you know... (laughs) He can go fuck himself as well. Um, Luckily for United, uh, after, you know, Son managed to score a goal because the entire United team wanted to murder the referee and weren't paying... Literally, you could tell how fucked off the United, the entire United team was after that moment because, like, the the goal that they scored was uh, United's entire defense just switching off. Mm, yeah, like Lindelof was poor. Wambasaka didn't track um, Son, and Son scored. Um, Cavani was so fucked up in the build up, he got a yellow card as well, and almost got himself sent off and just fucking mm, yeah. shouting about. But mm. that's just Cavani and the mentality. But um, yeah, luckily, Lindelof definitely should have done better for that. Yeah, goal. he definitely should have done better. But you know, luckily for United. Um, we realised that actually Mourinho Spurs are dreadful. They are one of the worst sides I've seen in the top six, in a very, so top seven, sorry, in a very, very long time. They just were really passive. They didn't do anything after that game. They, they had a few chances when they counted us, but nothing really clear-cut mm. apart from one chance where Cavani actually headed it onto his own post, which shat me up quite a lot. Mm. Um, but yeah, after that, um, we scored three goals. Spurs were so shit that even Fred scored. Yeah, the least Brazilian Brazilian. Exactly. The least Brazilian Brazilian, didn't he? Like the playmaker. Yeah, but that's the issue, Matt. He had a solid game. Brazilians don't have solid games. They have 
Yeah, no, it's slightly dodgy sequence. first half. Like his first half wasn't brilliant, but I think the entire night thing was first half wasn't brilliant. But yeah, yeah, he he, he, he had a fairly solid second half. Um, he took took his goal really well. To be fair, um, Greenwood when he came on completely changed the game. Um, Rashford again playing on one leg and one arm wasn't great out on the right hand side, but when when Greenwood came on, Greenwood you know got a goal and an assist. Um, his pass to Cavani was fucking brilliant, and as mm. Chuck said oh, yeah. uh, in our, in our group chat. He I love a diving, diving header. header. Oh, I love a diving header. After seeing Van Persie score so many, especially with that little hand movement Van Persie does. If I see a player yeah. do a hand movement with his head again, mm. uh, that'll, that'll be me peaked. Yeah, oh, I saw an interesting thing about that goal as well. Because um, mm. when Greenwood came on, there was a couple of times that Cavani got really pissed off with him. Or I say really pissed off. Yeah. He was getting irritated um, with Greenwood because he just wasn't releasing the ball early enough because he was in a good position. Yeah. Um, and then literally, the... Uh, it was one time, it was literally the next time he got the ball, Greenwood, as, as we saw, hit it first time and Cavani was in the right place and uh, obviously great cross, great goal. So it was nice. Yeah. I think I think also that's Cavani's leadership and just experience being able to tell the younger players to do this and we'll get rewards. And, you know, I think that's perfect. Yeah, that. what, what strikers has Greenwood played with before? Um, only really... He, he, he might have played a bit with Lukaku in Lukaku's final season, but only a couple of games. It's mainly been Martial and yeah, Martial yeah, so really last season. He's never really played with a out and out striker who wants a a ball put into him. Mm. I mean, Cavani deserved it as well because after his goal was chalked off, which you know it wasn't Cavani's fault. Like Cavani's finish was actually no. quite good, and the play for it was brilliant. You you could tell how much that, that meant to Cavani because he was fucking you know he was he was. Oh, he's got off so much kid. passion. He's got so much. Every goal he scores, he's got so much. You should passion have seen me in a group chat. Fucking okay, like like for anyone listening, like both me and me, and me Chuck and Matt are all in the group chat for our fantasy league. And I literally, as soon as he scored, was just putting there like El Matador and was fucking going mental in our <laughs> in our front room after the goal was mm. scored. Mm. He did almost score an own goal. He did. I said that. He, he, he almost headed it onto his own post, which chapped mm. me up something rotten. But, you know, in <laughs> fairness to him, in fairness, it, it, it worked out in the end because I think if he did not hit that, I think Suzuko might have put that one into the back of the net. Yeah. Um, yeah, he did have to get something on it, didn't he? So, yeah. Exactly. He could have got a little um, bit more to put it over the crossbar rather than smacking nice, the, the corner. You know, it's, it, 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 it gives you a bit of an extra thing to sort of worry about, doesn't it, as a United it, fan? It did oh, leave to a, to a Pogba beautiful pirouette uh, clearance, didn't it? Oh, I would like to go and bring up Popper in this game because I think Popper was excellent, especially in the second half. He he was just toying with that entire Spurs midfield. Like mm. um, the the bit I loved more was um, pretty much from as soon as we scored from because there was for some reason there was six minutes of added time. I don't know who in Spurs sorry the referee decided to add six minutes onto that game. Wait, but... wait, please please tell me that's a United fan complaining about extra time. It, 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 <laughs> it is. Can you it just, sounds can like I it just is. Confirm that. <laughs> Oh, fuck yourself. Anyway, um, yeah, <laughs> six minutes out of time. I mean, we were two one up anyway, but I don't, I don't understand it. Did, so did it end up being twelve minutes? Off. No, it ended up being six minutes in the end. But Pogba took this extra time as opportunity to basically play FIFA Street on his own. If you watch the game, he literally spent about fifteen minutes with the ball in his feet, just skilling around every spurt. Like I think Orwell and Dyer wanted to leave the pitch by the end of it because he literally was just flicking it around them. Like it was like him, Bruno, and I think it was um, Luke Shaw. We're just passing it around each other um, here, there and everywhere. I think Luke Shaw had another amazing game. There was um, a point I made out to you guys and again in, in our group chat where um, unfortunately it wasn't a goal because I think um, one of our players messed up. Um, but basically Luke Shaw played an outside of the foot left foot oh, cross yeah. across the entire box to Juan Bissaka at the back. Or the, I think it's like mm. Juan Bissaka or Bruno at the back of the box. And I'm like... Someone on the right wing. Mm. Yeah. I went, who the fuck's turned Luke Shaw into fucking like prime David Silva? Like flicking outside <laughs> of the boot left foot balls over mm. top of the defence pinpoint. Yeah. Like I don't understand how like Luke Shaw's got like he was always decent. Mm. But someone's 
I don't know if like Luke Shaw spent like time with like Michael Carrick and the coaching staff and just learned how to pass. Mm. But that ball was absolutely exquisite. I saw him play. Mm. Um, but yeah, generally we were brilliant. Um, I thought no one on our team, apart from maybe Lindelof, had a bad game to be honest. Um, Wambasaka was really good going forward. His actual interplay and passing's gotten a lot better than it was. His crossing's still quite shit, but his first touch is a lot better. And the final point I want to make is Dean Henderson is our number one. 100% now. I don't think that De Gea is getting a drive that getting a back no. anymore. No dad no daddy De Gea. No. I I I just think that Dean Henderson didn't make really make any mistakes this game and he's not made a mistake since he's come in. Um his control of his box is way better than De Gea's. Like um there was one point early on early on I think it was, I think it was the first half or early in the second half where ball was played through behind a back line and Kane was basically thrown on goal. And you know our defence, Lindelof Maguire were trailing behind and Henderson was already out of his goal and just cleared it off the pitch, like literally straight to mm. the other end of the pitch. Yeah. Which is something you, you never see De Gea do that. And it's something we yeah. need. When we've got a back line with Maguire and Lindelof who are going to get caught, you need a keeper who's going to come out and like yeah. control his area. You need a Neuer. Exactly. And Henderson did that brilliantly. He made about two or three brilliant saves as well. Um, and even like, so, like this catching crosses. It's a simple thing that, you know, for a defence which is a bit flaky like ours, you need a keeper who's going to be, you know, when a ball comes into the oh, box, that... he's getting hold of that ball and keeping hold of it. There was a point in the Arsenal game where uh, a ball came really, like, really gently into Leno. He could have caught his ears, decided to punch it. And it's like, just, just yeah. catch it. You, you've got ten things, you've got eight fingers and two thumbs. Put your hand around, you can probably do it with one hand. Just catch the yeah. ball. But yeah, I, I think Henderson's got the num- number one spot now. I think we're going to look to offload the hair in the summer because Henderson, the younger, he's better. He's not better shot stopper yet. And, and, he, and he may not ever be as good of a shot stopper as the hair was in his prime. But I think with our defence and the way that Oli likes to play, he likes to play, like, play hard on the pitch and he likes to counter teams. And when you counter teams the way we do, you can get caught on yourself on the counter. Mm. You need a keeper who's going to be a super keeper and he yeah, does it I mean, way better yeah. than Counters are often started with goalkeepers anyway, aren't they? So mm, you know. Definitely. Mm. Um, but yeah, I thought he was brilliant. I thought Mason was brilliant. Um, a quick little thing to sort of end this point off with. Um, I was looking around the um, old gossip columns on BBC Sport. Um, now, this is via The Sun, um, by a, I think it's a German or Dutch newspaper called Vertebral 24, which is via The Sun. Um, so it could be complete bollocks, as we know, The Sun talks out of shit. Yeah. Um, but apparently, Jose Mourinho is planning a possible reunion with former Belgian midfielder Marwan Fellaini by bringing him to Spurs. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Mourinho <laughs> is looking at bringing Fellaini back to the Premier Why? League after being at Chinese club Shandong Luneng. Why do you want him back? He's that got never no go well. talent. Mm. It just it okay. He's not got not got talent. He's a very good header of the ball, and he's got some of the best chest control of any football I've seen. And he's got the it's long, he's got the, the biggest, the biggest chest. elbows. Exactly. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. It was one of the saddest moments um, of my United. You know, like being a fan to see Mourinho playing at our club for like eight years. But he was effective, and I just think Mourinho wants a shit house in his midfield. Did, didn't you literally cry when when he played him in striker for a couple of games? Yeah, I was absolutely uh, like just wanted to die. But He's gone from Van Persie he, and Rooney but, to Fellaini in striker. He, he, he was very effective when we won the um, um, Europa League as well. So you know he's he's had positive moments I, at United. But I'm yeah. sure his pointy elbows were very effective in most games. They were, yeah. they're very effective. But yeah, apparently he could go out to Tottenham. Um, and I think. Uh, Matt, have you also got a little um, bit of gossip about um, about um, a certain Spurs player? Yeah, so I, I saw a match of the day, I think it was, uh, it was Jermaine Genus actually talking about it. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I suspect, given that he's a Spurs, ex-Spurs player and fan, I suspect that there's some weight to this. But he was talking about Kane needs to leave, or sorry, Kane is wanting to leave if uh, Spurs don't get Champions League football. So 
it's looking like Kane is actually going to leave um, this season, uh, at the end of this season, which, uh, I mean, I know, Chuck, you really want. Depends. I've got a feeling if Man City don't get Haaland, I've got a feeling Kane actually might go to City. I, I, don't, uh, want, I don't want Kane to go to a better club because then he'll be better and kill Arsenal even more. Thing is, but then also Spurs would be worse, and then you can leapfrog them in the table. Mm. Yeah, but but you more of a chance. Imagine putting Harry Kane like in front of Bruno or have De Bruyne behind him. Like, yeah, it's yeah. scary. But I I think most England fans want Kane to be in a team where it actually suits his quality because it is. Mm. Yeah, but mo- most England fans are belligerent bastards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Chuck's upset that you know Kane's not going to Arsenal. Yeah. Yeah, but it's also it's also down to Arsenal not being in a great place. Europa League, Champions League, whatever. Oh, we're gonna win Europa League and we're gonna get Champions. It'll be fine. I don't know. You're not you're not the strongest squad in Europa League, though, are you? So doesn't matter. I think how are you gonna win it if you're not the strongest? We're gonna win it. I I don't need to explain (laughs) how we're gonna win it. We're just gonna. You couldn't beat Slavia Prague. How the fuck are you gonna beat Rome or United? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, but we're gonna do it. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So one other thing. I want to mention just quickly. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I doubt it's, I've got a feeling it's going to be quite a while before we manage to get a Spurs fan on here to get their opinion. But I was talking to a Spurs fan, uh, my colleague at work, funny enough, and he was saying that um, Mourinho, like he's Mourinho in basically, because I know we said, uh, was it last week when we had the weekly wrap up that we're talking, we had a bit of a stint about Mourinho. And I was saying, yeah, yeah it'd be, we said it'd be good to have a Spurs fan opinion. I was, I was talking to him about it and he basically just said that. Um, it's just the quality of our defence is awful and we've got an Asian defence and just, you know, just not the ideal yeah, th- thing. They actually like Mourinho as a manager, or at least this Spurs fan did, yeah, um, because yeah. he's he's just good at, you know, organising the team like that. It's just, you know, they don't, just don't have the quality in defence and that's what's fucking about. I'd just like to say, so, in my contract that I've signed for this podcast, it says in the fine print, will not go on with these three clubs. Tottenham fan, <laughs> Leighton Orient fan, Middlesbrough fan. None of those three. I, if any of those three, why are the fuck Middlesbrough fan? Why do you hate Middlesbrough for? I just do. Not a big fan. Rowdy. <laughs> okay. Rowdy. What about Millwall? Rowdy fans. What Millwall? Fuck it. Fucking Millwall. Yeah. I've I've already signed the contract. I have to put that in next year. Oh, oh, I don't right. remember seeing this contract, Chuck. No. So. I've signed it. Don't oh, you signed, it. Signed, it. You signed, you signed it. a random contract. I don't, I don't think we've signed it. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. I, I got, I got like, I've got a um, an email through from you guys a couple I just, weeks ago I, with a contract. Did this contract come from like a Nigerian prince by any chance? <laughs> it it did, it? yes. It did. Oh, okay. The, the Nigerian prince was Matthew Goofs. Uh, okay. <laughs> and I thought, oh, well, it, it, it's got to be true, hasn't it? Right. My. My point on the Spurs on the Spurs thing is I've I've lived with the, the the modern Mourinho and it always ends ugly and it's going to need someone else to clean it up. So and also the fact that the way that Mourinho works, isn't it, is the first seasons is building his team, the second season is winning his trophy, and his third season is him getting sacked. Mm, yeah, arguably I'd say this is still the first season because obviously he only had half a season last season. This is still the first season he's building. Yeah, if he doesn't win a trophy that next season, then the season after that is when he gets sacked. Now he costs a lot yeah. of fucking money. Yeah. But yeah. allegedly, if he doesn't get Champions League football, his buyout fee drops a lot of like by a lot. Mm, I think yeah. I think his buyout clause at the is twenty million, and I think it drops by quite a lot if he doesn't get Champions League football. Yeah, I, th- so I, I think he's know. on seventeen mil at the moment, isn't he? Per year. So mm. I think I saw an article about that. I don't know how how um, accurate that is, but yeah, but but yeah. I mean, 
I never want him anywhere near United again. Um, but if Spurs fan want him, they can keep him because it just mm. shows that, you know, it, um, and he hasn't got a good enough team, really. Um, I, I don't think waiting for Kane and Son to do something is a good tactic, honestly. And that no. seems like his only tactic, really. But the thing is, well, thing is though, like we mentioned on the previous uh, weekly wrap-up, mm. Mourinho's tactics is relying on those players to get at least one goal a game. And then he relies on his defence to be solid. And because of just the, how crap the, uh, the Arsenal, um, the Arsenal as well, but uh, Spurs defence is. Um, oh <laughs> <laughs> um, he just hasn't been able to do Mourinho ball as, as yeah, what he would usually do. Nice. So I, I don't know if Spurs will pay the money though. Because like as much as Spurs have bought Mourinho in, unless they sell Kane, which I reckon if they, if they sell Kane, Mourinho's going to go anywhere. Just make Mourinho blow a fucking gasket if, you know, if, if Kane yeah. goes. Mm. I don't think Spurs can afford, especially in the COVID pandemic and especially after having a new stadium, to replace that entire... Because they need toilet bowl. Bar, bar, bar Reguillon. Re, 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 Chuck your Spanish, how you say his name? Yeah. Reguillon. Anyway, yeah, Reguillon. Um, apart from him, that entire Re- back line of Aurier needs to go and both centre-halves need to go. Maybe you can partner like Alderweireld or someone else and get the last out of Alderweireld, but you still need the centre-back and a white-back then. Yeah, but I'm talking about just just, just Mourinho doesn't care about long term, does he? He cares about one season. So I reckon you can get another season out of Alderweireld, but you need to then bring in a white back and a centre back, which you know you're looking about fifty million pound plus each for a trophy winning centre half and white back. Yeah, yeah. So So, yeah, like I said, they they need like at least hundred fifty mil. I'd say, well, I'd say at least to make a reasonable impact, a hundred mil, don't they? Mm. And then maybe have one dodgy player in that in that back four um, for then them to be able to get Champions League football I think that'd be enough for Mourinho well um, with, with the change they want to implement with financial fair play they might be able to hmm. possibly well they lack them of the financial fair play <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there is there is a lot of lack of financial fair play, but I I will be talking about that. Which will is, be is that a hint? Is that a hint on the next episode? Is that what it is? It is a hint on the next episode. That, that's a, a little treat for you. I'll be so miss my point because you'll probably find it boring. <laughs> Let's hope have like a heart attack or something before then, and it ruins the surprise. I don't. I don't plan. Maybe I'll injure myself at work. <laughs> Hopefully not. Um, Where well, yeah. there's a there's blame, there's a claim. Anyone else wants to bring up on United Spurs? I think I've said all needs to be said, really. Um, let me just look through my notes just quickly. Covered very thoroughly. Oh, uh, Larissa's save from Fernandez's shot was quite top class, wasn't it? Um, it's, it's, it's even better when he fucked up with Greenwood's goal as well. <laughs> it makes it even yeah, better. yeah. Um, yeah, great. Greenwood's, yeah. I mean, I think Larissa was unlucky, but he, I think he got something to it. Yeah, he got a hand to it, um, but he just didn't get enough of it, did he? Um, he never so, got under him again. Yeah, so. Um, so yeah, Lloris isn't Floppy having lists. a great time at the moment, is he? No, um, but I'm I mean, guessing he's been again, a top-class when you've goalkeeper. got back line like that one, mm. yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, he, he, he's 34 years old now, um, mm. almost 35, and he's got a back line that's like like a fucking leaky fucking bottle, isn't it? Like, mm. Yeah, I mean, he's been so good for so many years for Tottenham anyway, and for Olympic Lyon, I think he was at before, wasn't he? Like, he's been brilliant goalkeeper over the years. He's so... been brilliant his entire career, yeah. He went yeah. from Nice to Lyon to, um, to mm. Spurs, and he's won a World Cup as well, so yeah. I don't think he cares. Sure. No, yeah, I, I think... His career's definitely peaked, I think, isn't it? It's just be interesting yeah. to see who yeah. Spurs get in. Because uh, who's that other goalkeeper? The Gatsaniga. Um, I think uh, he's, oh, yeah. I think Mourinho doesn't want him. Mourinho yeah. doesn't rate him at all. He's learned yeah, him out. Yeah, Gatsaniga's a, a good shot stopper, but apart from that, not much. Mm. Yeah. So you got Joe Hart there. Bring, bring get Joe Hart back. Get <laughs> oh, Joe Hart would back. Be funny. Yeah. Yeah, that would be funny. Yeah, I I, I could see maybe maybe not next season, but the season after Lloris leaving. Or retiring, mm-hmm. something, one of the two. 
I reckon, um, I reckon it'll go back to it in France unless they can play a few yeah. in France, probably. Yeah, maybe till it's like 39, 40. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, that'd be my, my point, Stunning. Cool. Anything from you, Chuck? No, I think we've covered that beautifully. Cool. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to this week's podcast. There is no special guest this week, so I don't have to worry about thanking them for being on, but I will thank you, Matt, for joining us on the podcast. You're very welcome, for my opinion. And thank you, Chuck. Arsenal still shit. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> make sure you guys, yeah, make sure you guys tune in on Saturday at one pm for our next episode. Right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. So you wanna go to war with me You're talking like you think you're loyalty You think that I'm afraid That I don't break I heard you question my stability You think I'll fall just like a guillotine But I am here to stay Won't look away The storm is coming so you better start running No, you can't control Feel it in my bones I'm coming for the, coming for the I'm coming for the throne Never kiss the rain Ice runs in my veins Won't play it safe I don't belong with your nobility Who died and made you king of anything You think that I'm insane It's your mistake Kingdoms rise and fall I've come to take it all
The Three Nil Podcast is just opinions of three people and sometimes a guest about football. The content of this show is provided for educational and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended to disrupt or harm anyone in any way. You shouldn't make your own assumptions based on things that have been said in our podcast without undertaking your own research first. Any music we have used is thanks to no copyright sounds. You can find them on YouTube by searching NCS or going to HTTPS, colon forward slash forward slash www.youtube.com forward slash user forward slash no copyright sounds. Thanks for listening to the Three Nil Podcast. If you have enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing to our Patreon at 3-0 Podcast or following our Twitter and Instagram accounts, which are also at 3-0 Podcast. Thank you and see you next week.